have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll discuss, dissect, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with... Doug. Matt. Josh. And together we are the Horrify Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. Today we're talking about Fright Night from <gasps> 1985. It's such a scary night. This movie's great. So scary. Directed by Funny. Tom Holland, who did Child's Play. He did the Langoliers. You guys remember that? The yeah. Stephen King adaptation? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember the cover for it, but... It scared the it. shit out of me as a kid because I'm like... I remember asking my mom, I'm like, could this really happen? He did Thinner as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll be damned. Which, that's a pretty cool so, movie. Tom Holland, pretty... Pretty good. He's done two classics, in my opinion, in Child's Play and Fright Night. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie has a great cast. Uh, Amy Peterson, who is played by Amanda Burse, who is from, guys? Married with Children. Starred in and directed a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Oh, shit. As the neighbor. That's Marcy right. Marcy Darcy. Marcy hmm. Darcy. Had that wiener husband. I know. She was great. Her <laughs> banter with, what's his name, with Al Bundy's character was awesome. Like, they always mm-hmm. were just throwing insults at each other, and the, the chemistry was great. That's where I recognized her from. It, it's funny. In this movie, she was 27 years old. She plays like a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. yeah. Because it's funny. You know, Married with Children came out a few years after this, and all of a sudden, she's like 35. And yeah. The next-door neighbor. <laughs> the next-door neighbor. Yeah. Um, then we have Charlie Brewster, who is played by William Ragsdale, who is <sighs> the kid that was in Herman's Head. Herman's Head. And not a lot of other stuff. I I like him in this movie. I, I do not. I wouldn't, call him a, <laughs> I wouldn't call him a great actor, though. I think I like him because it's so his performance is so ridiculous and jarring yeah. that it yeah. kind of works for me. You know? Yeah. I was kind of rooting against him, but... <laughs> really? Did. Turn him. Turn him. Yeah, kind of wanted him to die. <laughs> did he have much of a career after... I mean, I... Well, he did Herman's Head and stuff. He oh, did, that's right. He did TV, but not a ton of stuff. I don't recognize him from anything no. except this. He's yeah. another example of when you're in a casual situation, tucking your shirt in. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck were they doing? Not... Like you've said before, it's not comfortable and it doesn't no. look that great. No. Then we have a uh, Jerry... Dandridge, who's played by Chris Sarandon. Yeah, Susan Sarandon's ex-husband. Yeah. yeah. He's gr- he's in The Princess Bride. He plays Prince Humperdinck. Humperdinck. And whose voice is he? Jack Skellington. That's right. He's uh, also in Child's Play. Yep. So uh, Chris Sarandon is awesome, and I really, really like him in this movie because he's both slick and kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. You just look at him, you're like, he's either real nice or a huge asshole. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about the guy. I don't know. Well, good, the good-looking guy. Yeah, he is handsome man. Church. He's he's aged well too. He's a handsome older man with those mm-hmm. vampire powers. Watch out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna seduce you. He's gonna oh. bring you to the other side. <laughs> my my windows are nailed shut. It so. didn't work on yeah. Susan so much. <laughs> she broke away. <laughs> Ooh, but she kept his name. That's right. Of course, she only did that because she thought it would mess with her career to suddenly have a name change. Yeah. Probably. Because yeah. she was just up and coming right? she when was. they uh, divorced. So yeah. They were married mm-hmm. in like 1969. I'm always surprised by how old you know, wow. Chris Sarandon is. Mm-hmm. But damn, he's, 
Handsome man. He is. I yeah. Good he, looking vamp. He's he, a fine he can vampire. Get it. He is. <laughs> and I can give it. Then we have a uh, Peter Vincent, who is played by Roddy McDowell, who is Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. Doug. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, what else can you tell right. us about Cornelius. that? What else can I tell yeah, you about, about Planet, Planet of the, the Apes? Apes? I mean, I love him too, but I know you're also a huge fan. Yeah. Well, I just got Cornelius. a huge heart on for that movie. It's so amazing. I love everything about that movie. The sequels, Do you like all uh, of them? No, Beneath Planet of the Apes and all that? The sequels struggle a bit. Yeah. I still do. like but them I because of the time But I think they're all necessary. Frame. Yeah. They're not uh, unnecessary sequels, but they're definitely, uh, they struggle a little bit in parts. They fall in those movies that like, if I need a good afternoon nap, <laughs> I throw <laughs> no, it No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> they're good, yes. but I they do like, lull yeah. me right to sleep. <laughs> you wake up when Charlton Heston is yelling at the yeah. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't sleep through the first one. I missed the whole thing. Don't. Yeah, I do. <sighs> like it, it's that, is that insulting. and 2001 are like the movies that well, do not fail. 2001 yeah. is a nap movie. I know. That's why it's it was very good. Though. Very good nap movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Roddy McDowell was, has been an actor since the 40s. His He has a ton, a ton of movies he's in and, and a lot of really movies. great movies. Yeah. Um, he passed away, I think, in 1998, but he had a super long, uh, awesome career. So, And he's awesome in this. He's yeah. so goofy and weird. And in, yeah. in reading about him playing this character, I mean, it's it was so intentional. He's like, I want to play not a B-movie actor. I want to be a C-movie actor yeah, that had this up. Yeah. horrible career, and I'm cle- he's like clinging to this. And it's, I don't know, I think he really demonstrates that yeah. in the movie, for sure. It's like the guy in Gremlins 2. <laughs> that vampire guy yeah. that just keeps hosting late right. night bullshit movies. But he, but the thing about this guy is he's only hosting his own movies. I know that's, that's what makes it cool. It, it's funny he uh, in, he suffers from the shitty eighties makeup. Yep. If you notice, yeah. and again, he looks all pale and shitty. I, I attribute that to us watching this at a, a definition def. that wasn't yeah. necessarily available at the time. Because he, especially in the outdoor scene when he first meets Charlie, he looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. You can does. like see the makeup caked on, and then the, you can see that he sprayed his hair so it looked gray. I mean, it looks <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, then we have uh, Billy Cole, who is a, a vampire familiar, and uh, he's played by Jonathan Stark, who I, I didn't really research. Yeah, yeah. he's got huge teeth. Yeah, not vampire teeth, real teeth. He's a good, good. Uh, He's, backup guy. he's yeah. intimidating and great in this movie. He's really good, I thought. He's I bet he was a good bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good biff. Like a neighborhood bully. Yeah, he a biff type. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, this movie takes place in kind of a small town. It, you know, it's interesting. The first time I, I rewatched this movie a couple months ago, I noticed I'm like, that town is so awesome and looks so familiar. And mm-hmm. I watched it again. I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen that. It looks awesome. It's the same set they used for the Burbs with Tom Hanks years yeah. later. And yep. Gone with the Wind. And oh, really? It's a famous movies. set. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And yeah, it was in... it was so cool to recognize that, and then to read some trivia and be like, "Holy shit, mm-hmm. that's so cool." I was looking that up. I looked up to see if it was from the Burbs, and I didn't put that together because it says the Burbs was filmed on the Universal lot, and this was filmed in some other lot in Culver City. But when I was watching, I'm like, "This looks just like." The Burbs. Yeah. Hmm. It's got the scary house uh, in the corner and then all the other houses you recognize. Yeah. Uh, same so movie, I, too. I thought that same thing. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Essentially, it's the same movie. But the Burbs might be a little better. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> you know, I, I do love the Burbs, and we will do that movie at some point. Yeah, but it's so got it. funny. Yeah. So this movie centers around Charlie Brewster, um, and Charlie is a kid who is obsessed with this late night show called Fright Night, yeah. hosted by Peter, Peter Vincent. Vincent. 
and Peter Vincent, you know, what what I gathered and what I read was that Peter Vincent's character travels around on these little shitty cable stations and does this show until he's run out of town and he brings it to another market. Oh, that's why he's he's there at the town. Okay. Yeah, because he's really struggling, and so these local markets pick it up, and you know, young kids love the shit. Do you think they picked that name, Peter Vincent, on purpose? Yes, they did. It absolutely. Is. Because it's, after... it's a cross of Peter Cushing and uh, what's his name? Price. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Peter Cushing, who was in what great movie that I love? Star Wars. Yes, sir. <laughs> absolutely. Star Wars. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, badass. It was really cool that his family let them recreate his likeness for Rogue for One. Rogue One yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was pretty successful, <laughs> yeah. uh, considering it... not many movies had done that up to that time. Doesn't look super shitty no, it only it looks, looks slightly like a video game yeah but not too but, it, bad. but it still works it's yeah. not, it's not mm-hmm. terrible yeah i so um, it's nice to see him rogue one i have the blu-ray that has the dvd copy mm-hmm. and i put the dvd in my old <laughs> shitty dvd player better <laughs> no i and i plug it in with the old yeah cables in the back and watch it on this old tv and it looks amazing yeah nice mm. so that's how it was meant listeners try that watch it in lo-fi rogue one it's awesome best of the new star wars movies uh agreed mm-hmm. let's not go down this rabbit hole guys <laughs> no stop stop you right there <laughs> yeah. i will i will spit into <laughs> this where, mic for hours that's where our wall ends right there so charlie has a girlfriend who is amy peterson and this this film opens we get this really interesting shot of like a camera outside the house and you see this shitty scary neighbor's house that's for sale you know, kind of pans over and flies up through his window, and then we see that all the while you you are hearing the scary an old movie shitty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> movie Fright Night. Mm-hmm. And so he he has the movie on in his room, and he's making out with his girlfriend Amy, and they're messing around, and you know, essentially she stops his advances, and he's he's tired of it. He's had enough. Yeah, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. With and otherwise, you. I'm just tired of this. And she's like, "Well, <laughs> I'm just scared." He's like, "You know what? I'm sorry." I shouldn't have been like that. And then all of a sudden, she's like, you know what? Let's do it tonight. Yeah. Just like yeah. that. His apology Flip is... the switch. Yeah. Damn. But then this asshole has the <laughs> worst sexual ADD I have ever seen. Josh, I'm with you 100% because I don't give a shit if, if people are getting murdered outside no. my window. No. I don't care at this point. Especially if I'm in high school. That's what I'm saying. Right, well, she yeah. gave him consent. He's 17 he's years begging old. for like a yeah. little asshole. Yeah. They've been going <laughs> together for a year. he pulls out military-grade <laughs> binoculars. Yeah, so he... He catches a glimpse in the corner of his eye out his window, and he looks, and he sees two guys going into this for sale house holding a, a goddamn coffin. Yeah. You don't need like, binoculars for that. Yeah. <laughs> you notice he like zooms in on like yeah. a little thing on the coffin. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Hey, they were a good 15 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got, got get, poor eyesight. He's got to get coffin details. <laughs> poor eyesight. Do they have is locks that mahogany wood? Coffin? Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> that's a great coffin. By the way, it is a weird looking coffin. It has like it weird is. rounded edges. Yeah. And, Pretty non-standard now. It looks now. very sci-fi-like almost, like a pod. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not a coffin. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like a space pod. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, his girlfriend's undressing in bed, and he's like looking at these guys throughout yeah. his window. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Well, dude, what, what are you doing? So Amy, his girlfriend, is pissed, and she obviously thinks that he's bullshitting her. She's just pissed. She's like, fine. You, you don't know, want me. Yeah, you don't want me. I'm leaving. <laughs> so she runs downstairs. I can't blame her. I can't no, either. like... You know, she's nervous about doing it. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, let's look out the window. So she goes downstairs and she's yelling at him. 
and he comes like running down the stairs, and she's they, she says something to the effect of, "Well, I just wanted to make love." Yeah, you, and his you mom want to make love or not? Yeah, his mom is down there listening, and she's like watching TV is this in her a bathroom. Lover's <laughs> it's so weird. And then she's talking to him about getting married and yeah. shit. They're in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who talked like this in front of their parents in high school? And Charlie's yeah. really embarrassed by his mom. He's like, "Oh my god!" And then you know <laughs> he he's still distracted by what happens, so he's kind of looking out the side window, and Amy <laughs> yeah. leaves, and his mom's like. Well, that was rude. You didn't even walk her to the door. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Not a gentleman yeah, at all. Yeah, he sucks. No. <laughs> this so, is when you turned on him, isn't yes. it, Yes. You hated him right from, right, right from the get-go. I'm like, go. oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> so we, we then cut to uh, Charlie, his school. I mean, obviously, he goes to school with Amy. And this is where we meet evil Ed, who is a total obnoxious spaz. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Stephen Joffreys, who ended up going into gay porn yeah. after this. What? Yeah. For, uh, Matt pretends for, like he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. I th- well, no, I've been rehearsing that all morning. <laughs> Wait. What? I hope he worked on <laughs> his voice. <laughs> this is brought up. <laughs> I, I hope he worked on his voice before going into gay porn. Cause, Hopefully he just didn't talk. Because I would mute that shit if I were watching the... <laughs> His voice is is seriously voice is terrible. It's, it's like nail, yeah, it's nails on a chalkboard. He's in another horror movie called Nine Seven Six Evil, and he plays pretty much the same character. He plays Evil Ed. Yeah, essentially. By the way, character. he doesn't like to be called Evil Ed. We learn shortly oh, because he's right. he's picked on. Everyone in the school thinks he's a spastic weirdo because, mm-hmm. in, in fact, he is. Yeah. So we see that Charlie drives this kind of cool old Mustang that. Is actually a really nice old Mustang that they tried to make it look like they were doing like Bondo work to yeah. it, but they just like well, painted parts of it gray. Did you see that? Did, well, yeah, because that's a nice Mustang. It is a nice Mustang. It There's no rust, it, and it's it, it's not like normal work you do to a car. No, it's well, like oh, let's put gray so, spots on it. Did they do that, or was that because that that Mustang? It's no longer on the road because after this movie, it got in a wreck. It's totaled. Are you serious? Yeah, it was the writer director's car. Oh, serious? Yeah, wow. it's a fastback. It's a nine or it was 1966 fastback. That sucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome cars. Yeah. I, 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 they try to make it look not super nice because I don't think a high school kid. I mean, those were considered classic in the 80s, right? A 60-something Mustang? Yeah. Or no? I mean, I remember I had a guy, there was a guy in high school. It was, a, it was an 80s Camaro, and it was a sweet Camaro. That also got totaled because he got hit <laughs> by a train. He survived. Oh, so, shit. Geez, I, was, I, mean, I shouldn't laugh. I was he concerned. survived. And he was kind of a, he bullied me in high school, so I'm not empathetic. <laughs> It's like that's what you get. You were the evil Ed of your high school. No, I wasn't. You had no, the same career path. He was. Too. He actually did have the fuzzy. You know, I. I'm sorry. I'm just he, kidding. How was his voice? Um, not like Evil Ed. Because Evil mean, Ed's voice is terrible. Yeah, yeah. awful grading. and grating. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, so as he, Charlie drives home, he gets to his house, and there's a gorgeous lady outside. And she's dressed, you know, like a prostitute. Scantily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not something you would wear in suburbia at like 10 a.m. Yeah. Just walking on the sidewalk. And she's almost mistakenly goes into Charlie's house. And she's like, is this so-and-so address? And he's like, no, that's next door. And she's yeah. like, oh, thanks. And he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. a woman of the night. Hachi, machi. Yeah, how, how did you get those girls in the 80s? What was it? Was it the Yellow Pages? How did you? You know, there's no, there was no internet. I, I mean, I, shit, I, 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 I was only, I wasn't in old enough to, to know. 1-800-666-LICK. 
<laughs> Maybe that was it. I don't know. That is was, a real number, and I used to call it, and I, uh, it was silly. There was one one eight hundred wet tits. <laughs> yep, that one too. Is it, remember, <laughs> like from the, the late night, the late night commercials. Mm-hmm. You guys had that out yeah. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. You remember those, Matt? <laughs> I. Uh, yes. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm seriously asking you yeah. if you remember one eight hundred gay porn. <laughs> I, Starring wow. Evil Ed. Wow, <laughs> Evil Ed. Hi, yeah. I would I would like Evil Ed tonight, please. Is this Matt? Of course. <laughs> What's up, Matt? Hey. <laughs> so, so Charlie's up late doing his his trig homework because he's he's terrible at trig. And actually, in in the beginning scene when when Amy and him are leaving the house, um, it's mentioned that she was supposed to be there helping him with his homework when really you know they were doing other stuff. Um, so he's is... in his room. And he hears a scream from next door, and it's late at night. And he turns around just in time to see like the upstairs light go out. So now he's like, "Oh, two weird things have happened next door." Yeah. And so we cut again abruptly to the next day, and um, he's at like a food court. I think he's at the mall. It's not school, right? Yeah, it's some like sort of like like cafeteria yeah. looking thing. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it, he was at like the mall I or at either, school. Honestly. Yeah. But he's sitting there doing his trig homework, and he's got some food. And, you know, who shows up? Amy shows up. Mm-hmm. And she sits down and they, they make up. And then, you know, Evil Ed shows up and he's obnoxious. And right as they're trying to have, you know, make up, Amy's talking and he <laughs> looks at the TV and he sees it's the prostitute. Again. Yeah. He sees the <laughs> prostitute lady and they're like, a woman found mutilated yeah. and dumped somewhere. And he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Although I'll give him a pass because he recognized the the murder victim. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Amy is pissed, and she walks over and grabs a guy who looks exactly like Stephen King. Did you notice that? Yes, Except I did. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a good yeah. point. And, and so she grabs a sloppy Joe from him. Now sloppy Joes don't usually have lettuce and shit on them. This one did. Did you see that? I well, yeah. yeah. I I was I it was a loose meat sandwich? I think or it was, was a, a loose sloppy Joe cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys, uh, you're standing there with your food. If some woman comes up or some anybody, they come up and grab your food. Wouldn't you react like, what is that guy doing? And why <laughs> he just looks like, oh, you yeah. took my oh. food. Oh. So Amy takes the sandwich and smashes it in Charlie's face, yeah. and Evil Ed hysterically and obnoxiously cackles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> something He's like that. You look like a dumbass, oh, Brewster. Oh, 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 by, by the way, also he, <laughs> <laughs> he calls him Brewster. That's yeah. right. And he he also was delighted in how they uh, or they they were reporting that the both oh and th- that they were both decapitated. Decap- oh yeah, and Evil yeah, yeah, yeah. like decapitated. Yeah. And why would you yeah. decapitate a corpse if you were a vampire? Yep. Well, he didn't do it. The thrall did. It, the yeah, familiar. but why would you do it? I don't. I don't know. So they won't turn. Oh. So he ah. drank their blood, decapitates them so they don't turn. Right. Smart. Hmm. I'll be damned. Huh? Lots of layers you don't to want the vampire trail. lore in this no. movie, folks. Yeah. I like Ooh. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. So then we cut to Charlie coming home, and he sees uh, that the new neighbor is painting the inside of the basement windows black. And he's like, well, that's weird. So he walks over, and he kind of is re- overly curious, right? Yeah, what the hell, man? He goes, <laughs> I'll just walk in your yard, and I'm just going to start. No, he goes to the cellar doors. This yeah. is an old house with those outside cellar doors. And mm-hmm. he goes to open them. And so this is when we meet Billy, who is the, the familiar. Yeah. And he's kind of like, hey, asshole, what are you doing? And Charlie's like, I'm not doing anything, and, and runs away. Nosy-ass neighbor. I hate nosy neighbors. Of course, we, well, Charlie. I think they're delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the use of the familiar in this movie. I'm glad that they incorporated it because not a lot of 
vampire movies incorporate right. the mm-hmm. use of a familiar. But let's talk about so, what a familiar is. So first of all, mm-hmm. va- vampires have a lot of powers, right? But they also have a lot of extreme weaknesses. Right. Mm-hmm. And so vampires, because a lot of them have the power to control people and whatnot, will keep regular mortals with them to make sure they don't die. Right. Right. Yeah. So a familiar usually there's a few different reasons someone would become a vampire's familiar. Right. First of all, they would have a little bit of vampire power, just enough that Well they get they, it from drinking their master's right, blood. Right. They drink yeah. the they drink the so blood of the vampire so they can tasty. still walk around in the day and so they're not fully act turned. as a normal they're, human. They aren't right. fully Hefty. turned, but they have a little bit of the power. Another reason someone would become a vampire's familiar is that they are under the hypnosis right. of the vampire. Yeah. So they're acting in that way. Which we see, uh, I think, in my opinion, both of these examples they're, Yeah, they're both movie. utilized on yeah. Billy. The third reason, as is what we see and what we do in the shadows, is <laughs> the familiar is promised that one day yes. he will be, be fully turned. turned right. So they serve the the vampire for however long that they determine is appropriate, and then so they're, like, they're turned. Right. So like Renfield in Dracula, is 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 he considered Dracula's familiar then? Because he's the one that kind of takes the coffin to yeah, the, the yeah, boat. Absolutely. Yeah, he would be a familiar. Yeah. And and I don't know, there's uh, there's the term thrall and the term familiar. And in my mind, I always thought a thrall was someone that was way more in it, whereas a familiar was more disposable. But when I did some research, I don't know that that's the case. And honestly, I can't find a major difference between a thrall and a familiar. Hmm. They both serve a vampire, usually are addicted to the vampire's blood. Because when you drink a vampire's blood, you have to have yeah, it. Yeah, or you'll die. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're, oh, okay. you're, you're stuck. Now, if they're just controlling you with their powers, then they can release you whenever they want. But we all know that vampires are assholes. Yeah, they, they don't just release you. No, no. They'll kill you. <laughs> they'll drink your they're blood. They're very selfish. They are. But they are also non-judgmental, as we see in this movie later, between uh, Jerry Dandridge and evil ed we see that later in this movie it's yeah. almost <laughs> like when you become a vampire you, you're suddenly your intellect and your mind is expanded in ways that mortals will never understand right yeah. and not yeah. only that but vampires they become the subset thing they don't want to die because they're damned they're going to hell yeah right so they're doing everything they can to stay alive mm-hmm. right and it, uh, that struggle to me is interesting ultimate power and knowledge yet <laughs> you're really struggling to, to survive yeah. Yeah. yeah but they're in one way they're they are something that the human species should absolutely strive for right they have to become no, vampires they, well yeah. they have no judgment whatsoever <laughs> they do not discriminate in any way they don't yeah. care who you are what you are what you believe right all they care is about survival Plus, they so, can fucking shape shift. Yeah, they do they, have cool. They powers. have awesome powers. They can shape shift. Yeah. But I love that they're just their ultimate goal is to survive yeah. by yeah. any means necessary. They have no judgment. So it's, no yeah, it's discrimination. It's just, yeah. They're yeah. reduced to their primal instincts, but they're also really fucking cool and suave and sexy. They're all smooth. They've been so, around. They know how to be seductive. Slim. Yeah, been yes, they so are. So seductive. Yeah, years, right? They sure are, man. Yeah, I know. You, you know, Chris Sarandon is a. Real life vampire. Oh God! You you so will. Nah, I'm just, you, you, you dream about. <laughs> There's it. a knock on my door. Hey Ken, it's Chris Sarandon. <laughs> I can't resist. Jotnar would stomp a vampire. You oh, see Jesus. his fingers pulling your shade down. I know. We're gonna <laughs> get into those fingers. Dude, those oh, fingers. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, so Chris Sarandon joked when he had to wear the finger prosthetics that he had trouble going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I read that. <laughs> Which one? When you look at the prosthetics, you're like, oh, that would suck. Like, you can't even yeah. zip your pants down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Full hand. So we, we, we kind of fast forward again, and we see that, that he's upstairs studying again late night, and he's watching his show. And he's weirded out about what he's seeing next door. Right, right. I love how many times the title of this movie is repeated. Yeah. That's like four or five yeah. times. Is Several. <laughs> so Charlie essentially falls asleep upstairs. In his, he's got like a like a lazy boy. Yeah. And he falls asleep, and all of a sudden, the sh- oh, you remember when TV shows went to static at a certain time? Yeah. yeah. I, they it doesn't happen the, anymore. But bars. Two a.m. Or the or test so. screen bars. Yeah. 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 So he he wakes up to static on the TV. Like he hears something, right? He kind of gets his uh, what's it called? Does he grab his binoculars again? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but he awakens and he sees a beautiful girl undressing in the window of the house, mm-hmm. the abandoned or the for sale house that he's seen the activity and in. Sexy music. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. behind standing behind her we see Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's Chris Sarandon. He's seducing her. Oh yeah. With his mind powers though. And he's behind her and he's really sensual. And she yeah. takes her bra off. And here's the funny thing, trivia about her taking her bra off. The director goes, put ice on her nipple so she's extra perpy, perky. Oh. <laughs> Bubes. Yeah. Which I'm like, all right, attention to detail. I'll take it. Yeah. See, and that's um, another thing I love about vampires is that they they use that power of seduction. And the, like we were talking about earlier, they'll seduce men, women, whatever they need to to lure them in. But vampires, they're based, not sexual. Based on, yeah, based on vampire lore, they're sexless. They're mm-hmm. non-sexual. Oh, Their right. genitals typically fall off. Yeah, when, when you don't have turn. blood flow, your dong doesn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, your <laughs> genitals typically fall off. So, <laughs> but they still use that power so perfectly right. and, and so powerfully. And yeah. the lady that's, by the way, in this shot, she was. I think she was uh, the Playboy uh, Playmate of the Month. Yeah, like she in eighty-one. Eighty-one. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, Jerry kind of gets down by her neck and he opens his mouth and you see his fangs and mm-hmm. Charlie's like, ah, and he looks <laughs> up and him and, you know, they have Jerry, Jerry eye contact. Lock eyes. They make eye contact. And remember, these windows are only like 20 feet apart. Booster's yeah. slightly seduced right now, I think. He is. Probably, Booster's yeah. like, that's a handsome man. And oh, shit, he's got and fangs. And he breaks out of it when he sees his fingers. Yeah, so yeah. there's yeah. a real cool, uh, very well-crafted shot of Jerry reaching up to pull the blinds down. He's got these crazy, long gross, nails. long vampire hands, and mm-hmm. he closes the shades slowly. <laughs> That's awesome. The and practical then, effects and the makeup in this movie are awesome. Yes, yeah. except okay. Peter Vincent's movie makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and that's just supposed to just to make him look. Yeah, but everything good. else looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So once the shades get pulled down. Um, you know, we see his hands. We, we get this great synth score. Yeah, the and soundtrack's it, great. And the soundtrack was done by the same guy that did the soundtrack for The Terminator. And what else? Well, more importantly. More importantly. More. In, in yes. Encino Man. And mm-hmm. Encino Man. Which, as you all know, we've discussed this before. Josh and I, are, we uh, yeah. love Encino it's Man. It's a great... I Fucking also love for, Encino For better or worse. I love Encino Man. His, his name is Brad... Um, Brad what's his name? Fidel? Yeah, Brad Fidel. Fidel. Yeah, he whatever. did Terminator and Terminator 2, True Lies, and 
Encino Man yeah. and a lot of other stuff. Um, he was chosen to do this film because the director really loved the Terminator score. Yeah. And actually, I really love this score. This heavy score on great. the synth, uh, yeah. and it works. <laughs> the heavy Arnold synth yeah. sound. Like, that has a very specific yeah. sound. And yeah, true, true. Yeah, what is it? True Lies? True Lies. Yeah. yeah. So good. So yeah. Char- Charlie sees all this and sees the, the blinds drawn. He drops the binoculars and he runs in to tell his sleeping mom you know, that he's seen some shit go down. Wakes her up from her slumber. And she's pissed because she works weird hours. She's a single mom. She wears one of the little things over her eyes, which is funny. (laughs) Sleep mask. Sleep mask. So he wakes her up and he's all freaked out. And, you know, he he goes outside of the house because now he's like something's going on. And Mm -hmm. he dives in the bushes and he... um, He's spying on the neighbor's house, and he sees Billy bring out a body wrapped in garbage bags. Yeah. And, and he throws it into his vehicle, which is in the ultimate horror movie vehicle, which mm-hmm. is what? The Jeep Wrangler. Yep. <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, shit. Why are they in so That's many horror point. movies? Yeah, I don't know. They're versatile. Now that they I are. never really thought about that. Until <laughs> just now. That's a they trope we need to explore. Yeah, there's yeah. so many. I mean, I don't know. I bet if... they were cheap, and that's why they were in a lot of movies. No, they were never cheap. Were they cheap? Probably they back in like, the 80s. Maybe they hauled all my the, parents the filming had one. equipment. Really? So they were yeah, you know, my set. dad had a Jeep, but it wasn't a Wrangler. It was a... Renegade. It's the one you could take all the doors and shit off, but it was... I don't remember what it was called. It was awesome, but maybe they were inexpensive back then. I don't know. Yeah, my parents had one. So yeah, I don't know. They, prob- they were hugely expensive. They probably just needed one, and they were always around because they like lugged equipment and shit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they bl- they blend well, right? Yeah. yeah, they're practical for dumping dead bodies because you can uh, off road them. They don't really have trunks or anything, though. You, know, you, you just have put to throw them in the back seat. No, you, the bat seat, <laughs> fold it bat forward, seats, fold it forward, fold it down. Yeah, yeah. Bun- if but Bundy. it wasn't it wasn't really that sturdy. <laughs> if you hit a had a bump it if Bundy down. had a Jeep if Bundy had a Jeep he, he, would, only, he would have right? gotten away with it <laughs> yeah. that stupid beetle he had yep. wasn't Damn. doing him any favors no, was it no the, I, I not a good getaway car I Sorry. argue against the Wrangler being a good a body hauler because it has the two wheel wheels on the side so it made the back yeah. really narrow it's better than a, a Volkswagen Beetle so what do you think like an F-150 yeah Sure. I mean, a okay. sedan. I mean, if of course, a, you, you, you need a camper top. Yeah, on you the need back. a camper top because obviously you can't have a body just Guys, flopping around. Yeah. Guys, what the hell are we talking El about? El Camino. All right. Best way to dispose of a body. Jeez. How to get away with How good of friends are Jeez. we? How good of friends are we, Ken? I wouldn't tell on you, but I know Matt okay. would tell on all of us. Bullshit. You would. If I killed someone, you'd be, oh my, Ken killed someone. Depends <laughs> who. Depends on who. Okay. Yeah. What if I killed Josh? No, man, you can't kill Josh. Yeah, you fuck up our podcast. Fuck? <laughs> I'm just, that was an example. He's in the room. You don't kill Josh. You don't kill friends. Okay, sorry, Josh. Yeah. I won't if you kill, kill a you. friend, you're an asshole. I learned that on Yo Gabba Gabba. You, you don't, don't kill, kill your friends. Yeah, you don't kill your friends. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Well, did Mark Mothersbaugh write a song about <laughs> Probably. that? Probably. <laughs> so, you don't kill friends. Never your friends. <laughs> you don't kill friends because they are your friends. It's a good song. So he throws the, the, the body in the Jeep. And obviously, Charlie sees this from the bushes. And as as he's looking at this, we see this POV shot, the bat cam, yeah. I call it, yeah. of of Jerry like looking down. And then what happens? Charlie's mom comes out. <laughs> Charlie! Charlie, what are you doing in the bushes? Here, kitty, kitty. You guys mom. screwing out here? What are you doing in the bushes? <laughs> so it's pretty Get funny because he's totally busted. And Jerry and Billy both see him as he runs inside. And, and, you, and Jerry's well, got that look in his eyes like... You're, you're a dead man. And to make to make it a, 
or to make it apparent to Charlie that he's been spotted the apple. He yeah. tosses the apple. He has that's another, right. He has another yeah. apple And did you story? notice the huge I do. bite that's yeah. taken out of yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like the core. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Like one huge bite. Josh, tell us, uh, and, I, oh, and yeah. I read this, tell us why he eats fruit and so, why we see it throughout this film. And this is confusing, actually, like when it thinking is. about it. Cause, so the director encouraged the actors to come up with like a backstory. Right. And so his is that he's part fruit bat. Oh, jeez. So like, how does that work? Like fruit bat? How well, he, are you part so fruit he, bat? You're a fruit bat that so, turned into a human I, vampire? I no, so here's what I thought that, that that how he came up with that. So Chris Sarandon researched vampires and vampires have this close ties with bats. Mm-hmm. There's actually a bat named a vampire bat. Yeah. Right. And he was thinking that the creature is actually tied with the actual mythical thing of a vampire. So when you become a vampire, you get some of these powers and some of these innate things that a bat would have. And so he was thinking a fruit bat, which is a big, ugly, scary ass mm, bat. Yeah. yeah. So he'd like to eat fruit. Hmm. Interesting. I always just thought the bat was the practical choice because they fly at night and it's a good getaway. I, th- I think there, there, <laughs> there's some deeper lore there. I, I didn't research it. I don't know what yeah, it is. I would but. think if you're a vampire, all you'd want is bloody steak. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, you need fruit. human human blood. He just eats fruit just because he's like, oh, I'll eat an orange. Why not? Yeah. Does it to maybe to blend? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not a vampire. Look at me. Look, well, I mean, hey, fruit. Ha- hand also, me that peach. Also, I'm do watermelon. We learned from watermelon. Seinfeld from George that if that you sound cooler if you're eating an apple. You do, and he's right. <laughs> you notice all the bad guys back in the day? They would like rub the apple on their shirt and yep. take a bite when they're talking. Or you'd have the knife and you'd like carve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the car. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. your shirt's dirtier than the surface of that apple walking around all day. <laughs> back in the day, though, people didn't care about that, Doug. No, they didn't. They no. should have. But they Should've. didn't. That's why they. That's why they were healthier back then. Yeah, more exposure to microbes. It's good for the immune Pesticides. system. Pesticides. What are we talking about again? Fruit. Again, we're talking about fruit. Fruit, fruit is one. So darling. Charlie does a sensible thing right after this. He calls the police, and he actually gets in touch with a detective. He's like, "Hey, I saw the lady that was murdered next door. I don't know what's going on." And the police officer's like, "You know what?" I'm going to bring you over there, and we're going to interview the guy. Now, in real life, he would never bring no. the, yeah, the guy was, who yeah. called no. over there. This is the no. classic Let's get the witness killed. trope of shitty, cop shitty law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. in horror horror and this guy that plays a cop, I think I've seen him play a cop in several other movies. Really? It seems like You it. notice he's like five foot two? Yeah, he's really <laughs> short. He is so short. He's, he's a tiny guy. He's pretty funny. So, yeah, he meets up with Charlie, and they go over to the house. Yeah. And they, they go inside, and, of course, Billy's there. The thrall, yep. the familiar, and Billy's like, you know, kind of uh, combative with Charlie, which is really well done. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of having this funny interplay, and the detective's asking serious questions, and he's like, hey, can I check your garbage? And the guy's like, well, yeah, of course, there's no bodies in there. Let's go check it there's out. There's a bunch of fruit and, in there. And, and Charlie, that- and Char- what the hell's up with Charlie just rummaging through the guy's house? You know, Because <laughs> Charlie's is- freaking out. And well, he- yeah, but... What does he find when he rummages through the front of the house, man? Oh, the picture? A picture of who? Uh, it's well, who does it look, look like? It looks, it looks like, like, Amy. like Amy. He finds yeah. an old painting of a Victorian-era woman who looks just like Amy. Why, like, and why is that a thing in vampire movies all the time? Well, they, they love and they lose and they don't die. they're nostalgic for their old life, oh, I guess. Yeah. But they're not really horny, I know. ever. Yeah, but they're still... Maybe he has they And they don't care connection. about shit. I was going to say they're cold. Vampires they, they don't, don't get care attached. about shit. I don't know. I'm just throwing up hy- hypotheses. I, yeah. I understand, but I don't understand why that's a thing in it's so It's a many thing in a lots of vampire movies. Yeah. You know I've what I like, got though? It. These guys just moved in, and they packed their cobwebs with them <laughs> and hung that's them true. up on the walls. <laughs> yeah. 
And let's they get have, these cobwebs up here. They have guys. dry ice machines. Does it feel like home yet? It's got to look appropriate. Let's hang the cobwebs. Dank and dusty. So <laughs> maybe it always was, and they just didn't clean. That it. could be. Yeah. So Charlie loses his patience, and he's like, "You're a vampire. I know it." Or you know, yeah. the other guy's a vampire. Blah blah blah. And and then the, the detective <laughs> cop guy starts laughing. He's like, like the "What fuck? the fuck?" Yeah. Then he's mad. Then he's like, "Wait a minute. Let me get this straight." You think these people are vampires, and you brought me over here, you dumb asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and so he takes the kid outside. He's like, if, if I hear anything from you again, I'm locking your ass up. Yeah. And so Charlie's like, oh, shit. And then he speeds off in his squad car, like, and he's annoyed, which is pretty accurate, right? Yeah, it would yeah, be. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. And, and I really thought it was funny how Jerry abruptly accuses him of vampires. Yeah. Out of nowhere, he's just like, you're a vampire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something I love about this movie is how fast it gets into this shit. Yeah. Pretty like quickly. There's no, no there's no, yeah, no fluff that we don't need. Everything no. is interesting and ties together. Mm-hmm. So Charlie drives over to Evil Ed's house because Evil Ed is called Evil Ed because he's weird and probably reads all those <laughs> those stupid vampire books that nerdy kids read. Oh, probably. Um, and he goes over there. He's like, and he goes, Ed, my neighbor's a vampire. What can I do? And Ed laughs yeah. and, and makes fun of him. Ed thinks he's stupid. And Ed's like, yeah, you just get some garlic and then, you know, you get a cross and, you know, some holy water. You know what I thought right here? Don't you fucking watch these movies all <laughs> yeah, the time? So really? Yeah, why did he go to Evil Edge Come if on, he watches them? Brewster, these? and he, he pays him for his advice. Too. $8. $8. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs support, guys. He, he does. Support. Yeah. Evil Ed's a terrible friend. Now, <laughs> yeah. are they friends or do they I become don't... friends for a second? I get the feeling they were, they like grew up together, but like yeah. clearly hate each other. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Evil Ed's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. So Charlie knows that he's going to be attacked that night because he knows that they know that he knows, and he brought a cop over the house because he's a dumbass. Yes. So as Charlie's making his preparations um, upstairs, you know, he, his mom's like, "Charlie, come down here. There's someone here." <laughs> yeah, because because you can't this, invite vampires yeah, into the house. That's yeah. that's what he told him before. He's like, "And vampire can never come into your house unless invited." Right. Yeah, well, and he's like, "Oh, we're good then." Yeah. Well, his mom well, invited him right in. Mom, why wouldn't you let him in? Well, I, she was mighty oh, thirsty. So handsome. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, "Oh, and this is the new neighbor." You know, she's drinking a, or is it? Yeah, he's drinking a Bloody Mary. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? This is kind of cool. So they're having <laughs> drinks, and Charlie's just you know. Beside White as a ghost. God like, damn it, Mom. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Mom. Damn it. Now he can come in. And I love how he messes with Charlie. He right fucks there. with him. And and this is a credit to the actor, Chris Sarandon, and totally playing all these little subtle parts so good. Just the way he looks at him and shakes his hand. It's just, or reaches his hand. It's just yeah. creepy yeah. and it's awesome. Like, now I'll be over here all the time. Anytime. In fact, I'll come over anytime I want. Or... Whenever your mom invites me, oh, yeah. and then he's like, "I'll be over here later." And, well, he goes, "He goes, see you soon, Charlie." And Charlie's like, "I've got a boner, but I'm scared. Yeah. Is that I'm a good s- or a bad very thing?" Conflicting. I'm seduced but terrified. Yeah. I have to go to trick. So again, Charlie awakes in his chair later that night to sounds on his roof. Question mark. He right. hears something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Santa or vampire? Well, that's the thing. One's good. One's bad. It or depends what kind of person you are. Yeah. He's Jewish. So it's uh, got to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. So he, he gets his cross out. He's got this little gold cross, and he gets it out to investigate. And I actually wrote cross versus crucifix. Does it matter for vampires? Because in this movie, it doesn't. But you is there a difference? Have faith. Mm. Oh, I know that. But is there a difference in the implement? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. No, because they use them interchangeably. Them up, you can hold like two sticks up that, like this. Yeah, as long as you cross. Is it interview with the a cross, vampire where Brad Pitt says, "I actually kind of like looking mm-hmm. at them." Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm actually I quite seen fond that so long. of looking at crosses. Yeah, I'm like, well, why? That cross <laughs> is a reason you're going to hell in your world. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So we find out when he goes downstairs that it's just a bunch of branches we think rubbing against the window. And he sees it and he's like, oh, thank God. You know? And then meanwhile... We... Poltergeist before or after this? Oh, nice. I don't know. After? This was 85. No, before. this is, Poltergeist is before this. Yeah. yeah. Was that 83? Yeah. Poltergeist? Yeah. yeah. So it's... Borrowing uh, a little bit of stuff yeah. here. Just a little bit. Yeah. So instantly... We see him, re- you know, have a sigh of relief, and it cuts up to his mom's bedroom, and then we get the awesome synth, bomb, 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 and Jerry's standing over her, and he's like, looks at her, and he's pissed. Yeah. And he kind of walks out of her room, and he closes the door, and then he's super fucking strong because he's a vampire, and he closes the door shut so hard the door breaks in the jam. He's like, ah, smash, <laughs> which you think Charlie would hear. He does. You yeah. think. He doesn't hear. So Charlie goes upstairs. He goes back into his room, and he's kind of looking out the window, and all of a sudden, Jerry is right behind him, looking yeah, slick. It's a cool shot. A real cool shot. And he grabs Charlie by the throat and freaking <laughs> tosses him 10 feet upside down and backwards through his <laughs> closet doors. Yeah. And the st- I watched this a, f- a few times. That stunt man, that took he took a hard fall. Yeah, dude. he did. Yeah. He like lands on the back of his head. And I'm like, oh my God. The, the soundproofing in that house must be amazing. It is. Because he's like, we don't want to wake your mom. I'm going to throw you into a wall now. <laughs> yeah, through a closet. Head down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. I just wrote, yeah, great stunt effect because it, it was, but you're absolutely right. That would be super loud. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie tries to... Uh, you know, kind of regain his composure and Jerry grabs him by the throat again. And he kind of gives him a choice. He's like, yeah, he does show him a little bit of compassion. He's like, look, essentially, this is what he's actually saying. Look, man, I've moved like 800 times and I'm tired of moving. It sucks. We got to rent a U-Haul. I got a familiar. I got to (laughs) control. Deal with movers. I mean, yeah, movers suck. I got to find a house. I mean, this housing market's insane. (laughs) How about you do me a favor, guy? Just just look the other way, and yeah. I'll be a great neighbor. Yeah, I won't bite you or your mom. I might kill some of your friends, but, you know, you'll be all right. Yeah, but what does Charlie do? Pulls a crucifix out. Mm-hmm. This Dude, pisses Jerry off. I would be like, cool, man. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> cool. Hey, if you leave that window upstairs open, if you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. <laughs> stay here as long as you want. Leave your blinds open. Yeah, so he he pulls out the crucifix, and Jerry's pissed, and Jerry grabs his arm right away and then he holds him out of the window by his throat like he's mm-hmm. gonna drop him and i actually thought you know when i first saw this oh he's gonna drop him but no charlie does another dumbass thing <laughs> he pulls out a sharpened ass pencil and oh, stabs yeah. it through jerry's hand now yeah. because it's made out of wood it's technically a stake yeah it's a stake yeah. and that's painful for vampires mm-hmm. so jerry gets this hilarious look on his face he's like yeah. He backs up and he starts turning into that ugly vampire mode. Yeah, this where is the first time we see him in vampire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's scary looking. He's got the long, scary fingers, and his eyes are weird. Yeah. He's got the, oh, yeah. real the thriller quick on, contacts. When we talk about the sound you just made, so they messed with sound effects to enhance his voice, and they found that none of them worked. So they kept Chris Sarandon's actual voice throughout the movie. Huh. So those are actual sounds that wow. he can make. <laughs> I can't even do an impression. I guess why we know he was how he was cast to be uh, Jack Skellington and other great voice. cartoon yeah. voices. Great mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, voice actor. So 
he's he's super like in pain and now he's really pissed and at this time we hear that Charlie's mom has woken up and she's like, Charlie, my door's stuck. Yeah. Charlie, I, I can't get this night mask off my face. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm single. <laughs> so, <laughs> Can you get me some water? I'm thirsty. <laughs> so anyways, so Jerry's like, I'm out of here. And this is this is a great, very subtle shot in this film. So there's a hallway between Charlie's room and his mom's room. And there's a window at the end of the hallway. We never actually see the window. Jerry, the vampire, walks through, turns the corner, and we see this effect where essentially his shadow disappears. We can see shadows of the curtains open, and it's, and it's implied he flies out as a bat. Yeah, hmm. and it's it's a two second shot, and it effect. conveys so much information. It is so well done. Yep, mm-hmm. and like yeah. I'm just like that was awesome. This movie is very well crafted. There's yeah. not a lot of mistakes in it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. A lot of uh, tricky camera work and stuff. I mean, and a lot of really subtle things. Like, like we were talking about this before we were we were recording. How this does have comedic elements in it. I want to go back to a point in the start of this movie that I saw that I thought was really funny and yeah. a detail that was awesome. So at the very start of the movie, where where Charlie's watching Fright Night, we see. Peter Vincent acting in one of his roles and he holds up a stake like this to stake through the woman's heart but the stake is backward yeah. so the, oh, point, yeah. the point is toward him and he's like yeah. <laughs> to show that it's like a really cheesy horribly yeah, made horribly made yeah. movie but that's such an awesome detail and so mm-hmm. funny you know what else yeah. is even funnier about that detail is later in the movie that same type of thing happens in the finale which we'll talk about yeah. oh yeah but yeah, th- yep. it's those details in this movie that that really make this movie what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very well it's, crafted, and it's really re- rewatchable. Like yeah. to oh, pick fun. up that. Shit. I've seen it four four times in the last few months, and yeah. I I love it. Anyways, Matt's looking at the ceiling like God. I wish tr- <laughs> I wish we we're talking about trolls again. <laughs> no, let's do vampires. I'm gonna Bigfoot after this. Yeah. Vampires. Don't talk shit on Bigfoot. No, I'm not. I'm scared. You so. Should. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of scared right now. So the, essentially, he talks to his mom right away, and Charlie's mom is like, "Oh, I had a bad dream," and it's a funny scene because she's so aloof, and she's you could tell she's got a shitty job. She's busy raising a son on her own, so she doesn't care about that nonsense, right? Yeah. She's like, I had a bad dream. I got to work tomorrow night at three. Yeah. It's horrible for my skin. I have That's to find right. a man. <laughs> and your bedroom's all messed up. What happened here? Yeah, my my door is broken into the oh, wall. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so. These houses, they settle. Pretty funny. So strange. So all of a sudden, Charlie, Charlie's like in the kitchen and the phone rings. Is he in the kitchen? He's not in his room. No, he's in his room. Yeah, oh, he's in, in his room. room. Yeah. I never, a had phone. A, I never had a phone in my no. room. Did yeah. you? In no. the 80s? No. I don't know. I had one. You, you guys like had phones? Did you have like that clear one that was really, like you could see I had that it? in college. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I had one and all I can think about anytime this happens in a movie, it happens in Nightmare on Elm Street and several other movies when kids friends call in the middle of the night yeah. i always think about how pissed yeah my parents would be oh, if yeah. someone Fucking called in ring. the middle of the night yeah. yeah and in the movies like no one's parent ever says anything but i'm like my parents do you remember though yeah. the yeah. old the phones landline. if you knew when your friend was gonna call you could answer it quick enough that it would barely ring and, be like, yeah. 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 and you could get it and be like oh god i hope th- and then you'd hope you could hear if your parents picked up yeah, and listened. They picked up, yeah. get off the phone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad would just yell is that that 1-800 gay porn guy <laughs> Matt, get off the phone. Is it's that, not a bad. Is that Evil Ed that again? sounds like Evil Ed's shitty voice. 
<laughs> no, I had like a I had like a Spider-Man phone when I was really little in my room, but like I never used it when people would call because it didn't have caller ID, but the one upstairs did. So I'd hurry and run up the stairs to see who it was. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have caller ID until I was well into high school. Yeah. I had a caller. Am, am I a lot older than you, or did you have much cooler stuff than me? I had it. <laughs> I know I was in fifth grade when we had it, and that was 95. Oh, yeah. I'm a lot older than <laughs> okay. you. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Guy. So Jerry calls, and you know Charlie answers, and he threatens him, and he's he's really pissed, and he's like, by the way, I destroyed your car, Charlie. Yeah, what? Oh, and they didn't show. They oh, never yeah. show they it. They never show that. I How does he yeah. destroy his car? Uh, he probably just, the car got wrecked. He probably just after. took a, took a big shit in it. <laughs> I took a, I took one of my vampire <laughs> vampire fruit vampires poop. Oh, with all that fruit, you know, he's shitting like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's got to go somewhere. It's, it's just smelly and undigested because he doesn't have. Yeah, it's like enzymes. a lot of soft serve. All it's over really the seats. Uh, <laughs> and it's really metallic from all the iron <laughs> that they consume. Gross. <laughs> They basically just poo BBs. So <laughs> like what, deer. Yeah. What do you guys do when you, when you have a real-life horrifying vampire experience? You sit back and you watch Fright Night on your local cable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Channel. Like right yeah. after. That's what I would do. And so, so he's watching it. And, it. and again, like to your point, Doug, it's a total low-budget pulp horror show. And he sees the host, Peter Vincent, say, he goes, and I truly believe in vampires. And Charlie gets an idea, like a little light bulb goes off. Yeah. And said, he's like, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. So the next day, we cut to him, and he's at the studio where this show was filmed. And he's out there waiting, and he actually waits for Peter to essentially get off work. And Peter comes out, and we find out that that day, Fright Night was canceled because nobody wants to watch vampire shows anymore. They want to watch girls getting slashed up in these slasher <laughs> the <ski> movies. Masks. <laughs> which is Yeah, which is making fun of Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. which what I thought was cool. What the hell is that little uh, box he carries around? That has all his, his weapons in it. Yeah, but... Where do you get one of those? I have never seen anything like from that from the before. '60s, man. That's an old <laughs> '60s prop from one of his movies. I mean, it's cool as hell, but yeah. I look at him like, damn, that thing would be heavy as fuck. Hey, yeah. if you think about it, like modern backpacks weren't around in the '60s. You either had a canvas thing you'd hike with, and people <laughs> thought you were a hippie, or you had a big ass box. That's I don't know. True. Yeah. So he had a big ass box. Yeah, that would be heavy as hell carrying that thing around. So, so Peter totally. Um, and this is where we see his horrible makeup. And again, mm-hmm. I, I attribute that to the 4K. But Peter is totally perturbed by Charlie's insistence that a real vampire lives next door. And he's kind of like, he's actually put off that he doesn't want his autograph. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. A real vampire? I don't actually <laughs> believe I lied, he says. And yeah. he drives away in this really old, weird car. Yeah. I sweet can't car. identify. What kind yeah, of car is it? a sweet car. No, I'm, I meant to look that up. But yeah, it's, it's old, looks cool. Looks like, like a Jagger. It's like a yeah European car. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty cool. He got it from Cuba. Imported, imported from Cuba. So this is when we, <laughs> we, we cut to Evil Ed, who's walking down the street up to Charlie's house, and Amy pulls up on a badass scooter, a 1984 Honda Elite 125 copper <laughs> metallic wow. painted scooter, to you be You looked exact. up the scooter info, but not the car info. When I was impressed. a kid, I wanted a scooter so bad, so bad. And my mom's like, you can't have a scooter. You got to have a license. And I'm like, oh, I just. And then when I was 16, I'm like, I don't want a scooter. That's stupid. You wanted a scooter. And all I wanted was a big wheel. And I never got one of those. Ooh, my I grandpa big got wheel. big wheels out of people's garbage and fixed them up for me. Nice. nice. So I, I had never, big wheels. I never Sweet. had a big uh, wheel. So they were expensive back in the day, right? Yeah. My mom's like, I can't afford that. I wanted Polly Shore's scooter from Encino, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> honestly, dude. Did. Yes. Four wheeling over the ferns. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. 
So Ed and Amy get together and because they know each other, they go to school and they go up to Charlie's room. And this the scene is awesome. They open his door and he's got like 800 candles lit with all this <laughs> yeah. religious statues and garlic hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting in his bed and he's he's whittling a steak. <laughs> yeah. Now, a funny little thing, if you look at him in the scene, he looks like shit. And in real life. The actor had food poisoning super bad. Oh, that's perfect. So he's really trying not to poop his pants during this scene. So awesome. That's great. And then essentially they have some they have some dialogue and he tells them everything that happened. And of course, evil Ed and Amy are really worried about him because they're like, he's psychotic. Yeah, this guy is (laughs) is losing it. So he tells them of his plan. He's like, I'm going to sneak into to Jerry, the neighbor's house when when Billy's away. I'm going to find his coffin and kill him with a stake through the heart right when they're in the house they uh hear of the third body oh it's on the tv yeah it's it's reported on the news that a third body was found while they're in the house at this time so so amy and evil ed are actually worried about him so they instantly pretend like they're on board and they're gonna help (laughs) i love this oh yeah we're, we're totally gonna help you and we're gonna go and do this and we're gonna go get you know peter vincent to help and so they leave and somehow they find peter's apartment yeah. yeah. How? <laughs> this is the, the 80s, studio. man. You can't just right. find where... This studio just gives it out to anybody. Yeah. Apparently. So they... They, <laughs> they know this. no one's yeah, looking for this guy. Yeah, they probably went to the studio, and the lady there's like, oh, that asshole. Yeah, go, go egg him. his house. He lives right there. <laughs> we just fired him. <laughs> He's getting evicted. <laughs> he, he lives in kind of this crappy apartment. And they, but it has awesome horror props. It, and all yeah, it has all his props from his fake career. It actually has his real-life face casting from planet of the apes in the background i didn't notice that Uh, that's cool cool little detail so they go into his house and you know they say hey look we've got a friend he's lost his mind we just need you to go over to his neighbor's house and prove pretend prove that this guy isn't really a vampire and he's like no and he has like an eviction notice in his hands and all this and he asked about payment, and she's like, well, I have a $500 savings bond. And he's like, I'll do it, like instantly. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take do it. it. Now, $500 in 1985, she really loves Charlie because that's a lot of money. Yeah, It reminded me, I forgot about savings bonds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. A friend of ours gave one to us for our kids, oh. and it was so funny because I hadn't seen one since my grandparents talked to me oh, about them. Yeah. Oh, talk- oh, shit, recently. Re- no, oh, within mm-hmm. two years, and I laughed. I'm like, "Where? I didn't even know you could get these." Yeah, things. you can still get them. It yeah, was just—it's really cool. That was know. my uh, mm-hmm. my dad. That he used them to introduce me to finance, you know. And he sat me down. He's like, "Now, here, son, this is a savings bond, and <laughs> you hold on to it for thirty years. Yeah. So you got fifty dollars here. It'll be uh, over a hundred. Did he really it's talk, generate interest? Too. Did he really talk like a '30s no, gangster? No, no. That's awesome. no, I'd be like, Matt, get over here. I'm gonna show you something. That's how we talk. Here's a get savings over here, bond. Keep, you Keep your hand out of your pants. I'm gonna talk to you about this evil Ed character that calls at 3 a.m. <laughs> I can't help it, Dad. I'll t- give you the savings bond if you never talk to him again. Stop touching your god damn it, kid. You're, You're gonna be the devil's gay milk, porn in ten years. Let me see your palms. So hairy palms. God, I know it. So obviously Peter's on board right away, and so evil Ed and Amy and then Peter devise their plan to go to Jerry's house and bring Charlie. So they actually get Charlie to not go that night because like, oh, we got Peter. And so a day later, they're going to go over to the house. And they actually call uh, Jerry's house. And, of course, Billy, the thrall, <laughs> yeah. answers and hands him the phone. He's like, oh, yes, I love to help the children. And how they're all in yeah. cahoots <laughs> with so, the bad guy. Yeah, they're all... I love it. I love this whole subplot. They're all screwed. So we, we cut to back to Jerry's house, which is, you know real scary and 
Of course, Peter's 10 minutes late. Charlie's freaking out. But he shows up, and he shows up in full character, yeah. which is hilarious, right? He's the yeah. character from the movie. He's got the, the movie jacket, and the, his hair is extra white-looking, and he's got his big <laughs> case. And he's, he's in character, and he's trying to comfort Charlie, and they go into the house. And inside the house, it's adorned with clocks, crazy amounts of cuckoo clocks, right. a whole bunch of stuff. And we see Back that in the future. Yeah, we, I was going to say we see that in other mm-hmm. movies. Um, they're obsessed with time for different reasons, obviously. Back to the Future was the same year as this. It was. 85. It was a good year in cinema. Didn't yeah. Jerry say something about being like a born-again Christian and don't bring... Oh, he I totally yeah. glossed over that. Yeah, he goes, kind can of... we bring a cross in holy water? He's like, well, no, because yeah. I'm born again. Yeah. Because like born-again Christians rejected all yeah. uh, uh, Catholic right. symbolism, mm-hmm. right? Because they wanted to... We want to differentiate ourselves with the religion that we're going to believe. We the want same the stuff. fish. Yeah, we want. Yes, we want the fish <laughs> and certain things. <laughs> Anyways, smart for Jerry to. No, Jerry's been around the risk. block. He's a vampire, man. We yeah. don't know how old he is. I'm guessing he's 800 years old. Matt, oh, yeah. how old is he? I'd say 12. I don't know. 12 years old. Okay. 1,200. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Any opportunity to be an so, asshole. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks a little old for a 12-year-old. <laughs> He's 12. <laughs> oh, boy. So the, they show up, and they walk inside. They see all the stuff, and there's this awesome scene where Billy kind of yells for Jerry. Billy's like, hey, Jerry. And Peter's like, do you think he heard that? And he's like, oh, he heard it because he's got those vampire ears, right? Yeah. And so Jerry so makes this amazing entrance. The music is cool. He walks in. There's this gigantic circular stained glass window on the top of the stairs. And he kind of walks and he's eating an apple like yep. a like a badass. God, I love this house. It's a cool house, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. No, that is you know cool how house. You know how this scene would have been better if wow. Jerry would have been walking down the stairs and the song playing would have been, you don't know how it feels <laughs> to be <laughs> to me. me. Tom Petty. <laughs> and you know why feels. that would be so amazing. Well, for several reasons. Well, Tom Petty <laughs> and Bob Dylan both went to the Vampire School of Singing. <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah. laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Thanks, Doug. That's why Doug's on the podcast, everyone, if you didn't know. So Jerry uh, is immediately drawn to Amy, and he actually looks at everyone, and he's like, who is this? And they're like, oh, that's Ed. He's like, Ed? And he looks at Amy, and he doesn't say anything, and he, he walks over, and he grabs her hand all sexily. And he bends down and he sexily, seductively, <laughs> seductively, seductively. And, and sex mixed together, yes. sexily. And he kisses her hand and then he looks at everyone because he can perfectly read the room because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And he says, isn't that what vampires are supposed to do, Charlie? Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, ha, 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 Charlie's a dumbass. <laughs> and he, Go fuck yourself, Charlie, you he, piece of he's shit. He's totally, he's totally, everyone's, you know, who is nervous walking in the house, their, their guard is down. They love jerry right now because he is slick as fuck and he yep. seduced them all they he all did. should have started circle pushing charlie at this point <laughs> charlie <laughs> what are you gonna do loser. <laughs> fucking pussy <laughs> evil ed's like now nah, you know how it feels charlie <laughs> so charlie immediately demands that peter gives uh the holy water to jerry like very rudely and peter's like hey charlie chill out man right because he's like yep yeah, make him drink the holy water he's really reluctant about it though well he so he you know Peter has this crazy vial 
of like you would expect, I guess, to see holy water in. Yeah, I guess. I'd, right? I'd, what do you it's keep holy it's water made in? For. It's an appropriate vessel for holy water. Technically, you could put holy water in a Dixie cup. It doesn't matter. It's oh, just blessed water, do. right? Anyways, yeah, I like in, that they it has to be in a tiny brass vial. I yeah. like that they like commit to making sure they don't bring holy water. We don't want to offend this born again Christian. Even I know, though, like right? he'd be none the wiser. It's just <laughs> fucking water. Yeah. So when he takes the vial from Peter. He does this weird thing where he holds it in front of the fire. Now, is he looking to make sure it's not really blessed? Can he tell? Yeah, there'd be metachlorians in it. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the metachlorians. There's more in here than anyone else has ever had. It's it's, it's like a bottle of Yoda blood. It was a really good one. (laughs) It's like little spermies swimming around in it. By the way, can we just say that that was the stupidest plot point that George Lucas ever put in one of his movies? George, yes, we can. I know you listen to this podcast, George, but why? Yeah. Why midichlorians? <laughs> why? Anyways. <laughs> so he drinks it and nothing happens, and he's very proud that nothing happens. He's like, oop. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I win again. And everyone's like, he's amazing. So, you know, Peter's placated. Peter's like, you know what? This is a great guy, handsome guy. I really like him. We can get out of here. So as they're, they're leaving, he's got like, is it a cigarette? I think, he, I think he's checking his yeah. shitty makeup. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> I thought it was a cigarette case I with a, a mirror. Little makeup yeah, mirror. he opens it. It's a little compact. Yeah, it's like a compact. Up, and as he looks behind him, he can't see <laughs> Jerry's reflection. Mm-hmm. And at first, he's like, "Control in it." <laughs> he's like, "I don't, I don't want to miss it today. It's going to be a wild night." <laughs> but he looks and he can't see Jerry in the mirror, and he's he's freaked and he actually looks twice and then he gets startled and drops it on the ground mm-hmm. yeah. and, and jerry's pissed jerry's like is everything okay and he's like oh yeah i just uh i'm pretty nervous and he hustles everyone out of the house and you know he gets in his car charlie is you know upset and he's like why are you freaking out peter what's going on and amy and evil ed are totally oblivious and as he's about to drive away peter's like yeah He's really a vampire. I couldn't see my mirror. You happy now? And he speeds, he speeds off in his off. shitty car. Are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so hurt by this? Yeah. You think like, like, it's I mean, Charlie's his fault. whole career has been like validated at that yeah. point. He's like, yeah, what the happy. Hell? I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. You would think he'd be like, fuck, yes. Yeah. Let's make a movie. Yeah. yeah. So we, we cut back to Jerry and he's annoyed and he's walking across the, you know, the foyer area where they were. And he takes a step and we hear a crunch. And he looks down and lifts his foot up, and he stepped on a glass shard that had broken out of the mirror. No, he knows. And now he knows. Yeah. Oh, he didn't he, see me. And he's pissed. He's like, God damn. The cover's blown. I got to move again. Yeah. <laughs> I got to move out of the Burbs neighborhood. So, I really liked it here. An interesting, freaks down an interesting side note as to why I think that Jerry randomly destroys Charlie's car is because now throughout the rest of the movie, they don't have transportation. So they have to walk Amy home. Good point. So Ed, Jerry, and Amy are walking to Amy's house. And they're kind of go through this back way through the downtown area. And, you know, Ed's about to leave. And Ed's actually talking shit to Charlie. And Charlie's pissed. Mm -hmm. And Ed's like, ah, you're a dumbass. Blah, blah, blah. And so Ed's like, I'll see you guys later. He goes down this alley and he screams. It's a scary alley to go down without vampires. It's a scary alley anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's rapey. Totally. Yeah. Rapey alley. Yes. So he falls down, he's grabbing his throat, and he's, he's like, ah, ah, all this shit. And Charlie runs to his aid, and he's like, it's like I've been bitten. <laughs> Pulls down his collar, he's not bit. Charlie looks like an asshole again. And I like this scene because Amy laughs at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's so butthurt. And Amy's like, ah, you're a dummy. <laughs> 
and he's like he's like crushed right and so he's really extra pissed at, at evil ed and so they part ways and evil ed continues down if we weren't friends before we're definitely not now <laughs> yeah right he says some dumb ass shit and as evil ed was walking away like instantly walking away we get the bat cam we see that Jerry's there watching over them oh, flying yeah. as a bat. Dude. Well, he was on a cat. He's on a catwalk, or seemingly on the catwalk. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a fire escape. The fire escape. Yeah, above yeah. them. And so Evil Ed's walking, and Evil Ed starts hearing stuff, and now he thinks that it's Charlie and Amy trying to fuck with him because he fucked with them. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. Now we get the cool sequence of rolling fog in the alley, yeah. and we start to see that Ed is sweating profusely because he's scared shitless. Yeah, and he looks up through the through the mist, and who does he see? Jerry again in vampire human form, and he's like, "Uh." He's just walking. Yeah, just walking. He's he's doing the horror walk. You don't have to run when you're a killer. You just you don't have to walk when you're a vampire. You just appear anywhere you want. What's the deal with you going down this alley? Oh wait, wrong Jerry. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) By the way, how funny? Have you ever heard of a vampire named Jerry? No, (laughs) that's it's so innocuous. Why couldn't it be something like fun? Like it's disarming. That's why he's not 800 years old. He's like his name's Jerry. He's like 40. He, he was turned in World War II in yeah. the trenches of Normandy or something. <laughs> Not the trenches, the beaches of Normandy. They yep. turned him. I don't know. And this is Jerry. Jerry, meet my friend. Gets bit in the neck. And Jerry yeah, the well, vampire. If, it, if his name was like Drudic or something, you'd yeah. be like, this guy's a fucking Barnabas. vampire. Barnabas. The name Drudic. <laughs> Hi, my name's Barnabas. I'm definitely not a vampire. Drudic Dandridge. Drudic. <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> so Ed Ed sees him and tries to run, and he eventually comes to a dead end. And all of a sudden, Jerry's right up next to him. It's a jump scare, right? And yeah, definitely. He falls to the ground, and Jerry stands over him, and he holds his hand out, and he's like, "Are you tired of being bullied and and stuff?" He says something to that effect, right? What does he say, Doug? Yeah, he says, "I know what it's like to be different." Yeah, they won't pick on you anymore. I'll see to that. And he reaches his hand out. And you see the internal struggle with Ed. Because Ed knows that Jerry somehow knows his you know, troubles in life. But he also is scared to be turned because he knows he's facing ultimate Death. power Death. and damnation. eternal damnation. Yeah. Yeah. But he ultimately agrees and takes Jerry's hand. And but so what do, you, what do you think Jerry does with him besides bite his neck? I don't know. But I love the compassion he shows to well, That's what, I, you th- what I'm getting at is to see instantly grab him and forcefully bite him and turn him yeah. because he does scream and they hear it or does yeah. like I, the whole scene is it does he seduce him like he did oh, yeah. with that's what I'm I don't it's all know off camera. So I think it's all bullshit, you know, because they're they're cold. They don't there's no compassion there. Self-serving. Well, no, it's not it's, real compassion. It's, yeah, it's he's just able. Compassion. He's able to portray that like he really cares. Gives a shit. Care. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and. Obviously, Evil Ed fell for it because yeah, he knows, right. like, Jerry knows my deepest, darkest secrets. He knows what I'm going through. He knows my internal struggles. He knows right. he knows people pick on me and that and he's I'm offering me power. It's almost, like, it's almost like Jerry reads his mind and projects to Ed that he knows. Yeah, yeah he's like, like, I've I been know. there. Yeah. I know how it feels to be different. Take my different. hand with my long, creepy vampire fingers. Yeah, he puts <laughs> one of those fingers in his mouth. I will embrace you. <laughs> <laughs> and bite your neck. <laughs> There's some mustard under that nail. I thought you only ate fruit. Well, <laughs> I enjoy a ballpark Frank every once in a while. <laughs> so Charlie and Amy hear Ed scream as they're walking away, and right then, like, there's this crazy sound, and a, a transformer power box blows up right by them, and they're like, "Oh shit, what is that?" And so they kind of scamper out of there, 
And as they're leaving, they turn this corner, and there's like a nightclub. And there's lots of people waiting to get in. And across from them, <laughs> nice, they see Jerry, and he's Jerry's looking to get him. So they can't get into the nightclub because they're not old enough. So they run around the side. There's an open window. And this nightclub has a chef, like Boyardee looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they like hop through the window. And the chef's like, I'm going to chase you for five steps, yeah, you damn Swedish? kids. Does he go, board, 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 board. He might. He's running. That's what he's dressed like. Because you know nightclubs are, are obviously known for having chefs dressed. Yeah. I always went there for the cuisine. Of course. Yeah. Yes, I'll, I'll order the... Uh, yeah. Can I have the escargot, please, with a... With a butter sauce, extra rare. Yeah. Extra rare. Oh, also, can <laughs> I hear a side of fries? Can I hear a two chain song from the DJ, please? <laughs> so when they walk into the club, there's two things I want to point out here. The song that's playing is a, is appropriately titled. It's called "Armies of the Night." Awesome, and it's nice. awesome. But it's a good song. What I Agreed. really want to talk about is the band that composed that song. The band's name is Sparks. Sparks. This is a band that hardly anyone has ever heard of. They are completely overlooked and underrated, but hugely influential. They influenced bands like New Order, Depeche Mode, Faith No More, wow. Nine Inch Nails, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is a huge fan. Hmm. Uh, this band is composed by two brothers. It's Ron and Russell Mayel. Ron and Russell. They've been around <laughs> since like 1971 and have 25 albums. They put out a new album just last year. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. It's called A Steady Drip, Drip, Drip. <laughs> a Steady Drip, Drip, Drip by Ron Russell Sparks. Like, their music is kind of all over the place. Some of it's really weird, but mm -hmm. some of it's great, and well, almost nobody knows this band. The song playing when they go in the club is yeah. awesome, hey, and, yeah. and it's yeah. very like, fitting damn, to good. the movie, yeah. And uh, Edgar Wright, as we know, who directed... Shaun of the Dead and mm -hmm. Baby Driver and several other great movies. He recently did a documentary about Sparks. Oh, is that what that's about? Yeah, it's in oh. theaters right now. I have yet to see it, but I really want to see cool. it. Cool. But he did a Interesting. documentary awesome. about this movie because they are so I hope they mention Fright Night in the documentary somewhere. Well, they should talk about Arby's of the Night. Yeah. They should. But yeah, everyone check out Sparks. Sparks. Awesome group. Ron is my favorite member. <laughs> you don't like Russell? Yeah, Ron's better than Russell. He's just got more of an edge to him. They're kind of bizarre guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, check him out. Sparks. So they're in the club, and so Charlie does the smart thing. He goes right to a payphone. He's like, look, I got to call my mom. I got to call Peter. We need help. And as he's frantically fixated on the payphone and putting quarters in and dialing the right number, we see that, that our guy Jerry is in the club. And suddenly Jerry doesn't have the trench coat on anymore. He's like wearing a, like a loose sweater, looking cool as hell. That's suave. And he's just sneaking through the dance. So no one's bumping into him because he's a vampire. And he right. sees Amy and he's like, hey, Amy. And Amy's like, oh, Jerry. Oh, God <laughs> And he, he uses his seductive powers and lures her to the dance floor. This is my favorite scene in the movie, by the way. Yeah, I love this scene. Because it's, it, it shows a lot. Um, and you get a good performance from you know Amy and from Jerry. Mm -hmm. And it's like they're the only ones in the room, but there's 300 people in the room. So she comes up to him and he reaches out to her and he pulls her close and they're, they're doing naughty dancing and yeah, she's and trying she, to resist him. But she's in high school, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 40, 45, at yeah. least 40 years old. No one in the club is thinking like, who's this creepy dude, old it's, one? It's late at night. They're, yeah. they're hammered. You don't know the shit in the yeah. club at night. Yeah. I know Matt wouldn't and I wouldn't for sure. What the hell? So they're, they're doing all this, <laughs> what? I'm just saying. 
We were drinking heavily. I think, I think Matt yeah. cares about things more than you think. Yeah, I'm observant. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so if he saw something. an underage girl dancing with an older gentleman, yeah. he'd take note of that. And maybe he, and then he would say, "Hey, can it. I have next dance?" No, hey, honestly though, she's 27 years old in this movie. Well, honestly, yeah, that's so true. whatever. But. So they're they're dancing, and he's and he's you know putting his his hand up on her skirt and lifting her skirt up and doing all this grabbing shit. her ass really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she tries to resist and tries to get away, but he like sucks her back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he brings her close, and then she wants him. She's like kissing his chest, and she actually goes down on her knees, and he's like, "Not here, because I don't have a dick." <laughs> I fell off a hundred and fifty years ago. <laughs> and it's funny you say that, Doug, because when you watch that scene, he loves that he has the power over her, but then he's like, "Yeah, I, I don't have a yeah. dick that works." <laughs> yeah. And he raises her back up. And when he does this, Charlie's dumbass finally realizes that Amy's gone and is dancing with the fucking vampire. So he runs out there to confront him. And he does a brave thing. He tries to punch Jerry in the face. But don't try to punch a vampire. No, Mm -mm, it's not not going to go well. Jerry grabs his hand and crushes it. He's like, ah. And so, you know, obviously he falls down and he gets the bouncers involved. Again, smart. And these bouncers are big angry looking dudes the one dude is huge he's like the fucking house yeah he looks like william refrigerator perry yeah he's like a 320 pound huge and the other guy's like this bald dude with like a goatee he's tough as nails and so they confront him and for some reason jerry gets pissed and he grabs the one dude and like slashes his is it his throat and like kills him and throws him then he grabs the real big you know william the refrigerator perry guy picks him up and kills him by tossing him across the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And so I don't all the people why he gets so angry so yeah, quickly. Because well, he sense. he was it found out and people fast. confronted him in a public space. So it's like he's seen, he's like, now the only it, way out is to fight my way out. I don't know. He was found out because he revealed himself. There was a, there he was revealed a, himself by fucking these guys. Yeah, out. exactly. I agree, but he it's like why did he get so mad? Was he mad why, that why did he get mad that Charlie make tried to punch doesn't him? Doesn't make I mean, I understand it's in the script, but yeah, I don't know. Why, why doesn't make sense. Because Charlie just, you know, incites rage. If you're a level-headed human <laughs> Charlie. and Charlie's Josh, around, you're does. just, yeah, because fuck Charlie. <laughs> so Josh he, is no fan of Charlie. <laughs> no. He reveals himself, and all of a sudden it's chaos. It's pandemonium in the club. Everyone yeah. sees this, and they're, they're running sure. out. And so Charlie grabs Amy, but they actually get separated because dumbass people are, you know, stampede. it's a stampede. And in the stampede, because you've got a super strong vampire, he grabs her and leaves with her. And Charlie's like, ah. He takes her away. Yeah. He gets out of the club just in time to see a Jeep Wrangler <laughs> driven by Billy. Yep. Containing Amy and Jerry with evil and Ed. Jerry's in the back going like oh, yeah, I know. I know. He's flipping off. And evil Ed's like, nah. Cackling like salacious yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. And one thing that happens in this whole scene uh, or does it happen yet when he gets burnt in the forehead? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. during the club scene, we have oh, a, we, right, we yeah. have a cut shot that goes back to, to Vincent Price's place. Yeah. 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 Peter Vincent. To Peter. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Vincent Price. <laughs> what am I saying? How'd oh, they get right. him in this movie? <laughs> he was dead. So Peter, they go back to Peter's apartment. And he gets a knock on the door. You know, he's like, <laughs> who is it? Oh, he goes, who the fuck is it? Actually? Hell yeah. Which is funny because <laughs> his character doesn't swear at any yeah. other point. Who the fuck is it? <laughs> he's so proper up until this point. He's lost his shit. And it's evil Ed. And he's like, oh, it's Ed. There's a vampire out here. And Peter's like, let me let you in. He lets him in. And we see that you know Ed is turned yeah. and is sweaty and pissed. 
and he's laughing at Peter and mocking him. And he comes in for the kill bite. This is when you see the fangs, right? And he couldn't yeah. have the proper makeup. <laughs> okay. So the first part of the scene, he's got regular fangs. Yeah. And there's a, a bit of a struggle, and then he gets progressively more scary, and then he gets messed up mouth. And what you, what you, like what you said, Doug, is what happened was they somehow ran out of the budget or time, and they very hastily glued like weird teeth into his yeah. mouth. <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to look like that. He was supposed to have a drop-down face prosthetic, and somehow it works. Because if you think about Ed's personality... Mm-hmm. And when he transformed, he looks like what his personality is, <laughs> yeah. like a total goon. I think it's an improvement. His teeth look like shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's real teeth. Oh, and it worked real well because it made for an awesome movie poster. It did. They actually used it, the the image. And, it, and it's and it's a great scene. It's the most one of the more famous scenes from the film. And so he's got these jacked up teeth. And as he's struggling with Peter, Peter pulls his cross out and burns it on his head. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a little bit of a continuity issue with this. It was something that happens slightly later in this movie. Why is Peter a believer now, but not later in the film? Right? <laughs> yeah, true. Doesn't make sense. No. So he burns him in the head, and then he's able to ward him off with the cross, and Ed actually hilariously jumps through curtains out a window. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like the stuntman didn't quite jump high enough and like clipped his legs <laughs> and flies out. It's pretty funny. Anyway, so that happens when they're at the club, right? So <laughs> what does Charlie do after he sees them all in the truck? Well, he immediately now runs to Peter's house, and or it's his, his apartment. And Peter's in the process of packing to get the fuck out of town because he just got attacked by a vampire, saw a vampire, bad stuff's going on, and Charlie gives Peter the pep talk of the ages to convince him to go to Jerry's house to save Amy. So he tells him what happened at the club, that they have Amy, and he's like, oh, you're the greatest. You're a vampire hunter. I've seen all your movies. You're amazing. And, you know, Peter's like, you know what? I am amazing. God damn it, I am. I am. You're right. So we cut back to Jerry's house. And this is where we get this, this scene where suddenly Amy is in this little sexy dress. And she's laying on a blanket on the floor. Now, this Amy is not the same Amy as before. No, no. Yeah. Yowzas. Now, yeah. this actress, uh, what's her name from Married with Children? Amanda Burse, you know, looks in the beginning of this film. She's cute, looks nice. She's got a funny '80s haircut, and all of a sudden, when but we, I, that's purposeful, right? It, very, she's the, supposed to be a very virginal right. character, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we cut to this scene, she is something else. She's now, a seductress now. Amanda Burse, yeah, she's she is she's hot. A, she's a female version of Jerry. Right. She has the power now because she's been bitten, and she's turning right and we we actually actually before she gets bitten we have the whole scene where jerry walks in and takes his shirt off and he's trying to seduce her and she's not into it so he mind controls her Mm -hmm. he does like the Mm -hmm. force thing sinks his teeth these aren't the droids you're looking for and he sinks all four fangs into her where does he bite her like i don't know the trap yeah the neck he bites her in the trap what the hell but then blood comes down and she she likes it but she's like she's she's like you know some noises she makes they're they're not they're not scared screams. No, guys. they're uh, they, <laughs> like happy she's enjoying screams. it. She's in ecstasy being bit by Jerry. But he didn't bite her in the jugular. No, like he bit her in the in yeah. the. In the tra- You're not gonna get much blood out of in that. In the trap. Yeah. I, I guess know. he intended to turn her, so maybe that's why he didn't bite her and drain her drain and all her. that yeah. shit. 
He Could just be. wanted exactly. to turn her, so he wasn't... Because he wanted to torture Charlie for fucking yeah. up, and now he's going to move again, which he is a pain uh, in the ass, as yeah. we discussed previously. He Absolutely. wasn't going for a meal. Do you know You know, he's got like 50 moving blankets. And you know how much those cost? <laughs> and they're a pain in the ass cheap. to store, let me yeah, tell you. If you buy in bulk, they get cheaper. They're cheaper, obviously. True. But this is the 80s. So you had to get in a oh, catalog. Shit. You had to call a 1-800 number yeah, to order. He got those in the Sears catalog, for sure. He did. Did she already see the picture at this point? Yeah, she sees it yeah. when she wakes up in that room. That's right. So she's bit now, and she's all you know, sweaty, and stuff's going to happen. So then we cut to Charlie walking up to Jerry's house alone. And we're like, oh, Charlie's going alone. Peter's the chicken shit. And right then, who shows up in full costume? Peter. <laughs> full. He's got his box oh, of gear. <laughs> Remember my movie in 1967? I'm uh, back. No, only Brewster does. <laughs> yep. So they're like, they're going to walk in the front door. He's like, wait a minute. Why would we go through the front door? Let's go through this, the back door. And then the front door magically opens. opens. He's like, yeah. okay, we'll go in the yeah. front door. Yeah. <laughs> That's convenient. It I was, mean, uh, it's easy. They it's were not inviting him. They wanted him. Well, of course him. they were. Mm-hmm. So I wrote right here, I wrote, the finale ensues. This is a good finale. So this is a long movie finale, but it's a really good one. Um, we've got two separate, interesting, maybe three, we can call it, incidents mm-hmm. and a lot of Death and destruction. Yeah, this doesn't seem drawn out in any way. No, it's re- it's really cool. So they walk in the front door, and we see this this point of view shot of Jerry as like a bat from the outside of the house tracking them in the house. So he's like monitoring them, and he's like he's enjoying luring them into their into his trap. Because remember, mm-hmm. Billy's there, and Billy's got powers yeah. that we don't know yet, and so he's watching them and. As they walk in, they kind of walk up the stairs. Jerry decides to emerge and show himself, and he's got the vampire fingers. Yep. And he scrapes wood off the top of the banister as he walks. Cool. He's stripping yeah. the wood. It's really cool, right? Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> and he's just looking at him. And he goes, welcome to Fright Night for real. <laughs> but he says, Fright Night. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, uh. It's, it's pretty funny. He's, yeah. he's, mocking, he's, with him, yeah. he's mocking Peter. Yeah. He's like, I have actually seen your shows because yeah. you're a fucking hack. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was a, a cool touch, and Sarandon plays it mm-hmm. really well. So Peter pulls out a crucifix, and this goes back to my issue, and he, you know, shows it to Jerry, and Jerry's like, ha, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. and he reaches out and crushes it with this big long. Now, if you notice, the prop fingers when he crushes it are all bent and warped. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, actually. Yeah. And he crushes it. He goes, "It only works if you're a believer." Yeah, yeah, he was a believer. Yeah, so why is he not now? That But no, I, I just thought of something that... Or you have to have faith for this to work on me, Mr. Vincent. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. But I just thought of something. What'd you think of? So Jerry is like head vampire, right? He's got all the powers. Yeah, he's the man. Little pussy boy, what's his name? Evil Ed. <laughs> yeah. He is not. Maybe you don't have to have full faith on a little... That's true. On a, on a subordinate a, vampire. On a junior, quote unquote, vampire. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Maybe he doesn't have the power. Plot hole Of course fixed. he will. There yeah. It is. yeah, there it is. He Doug came through. He doesn't Doug have to have our the, uh, holes. faith to. <laughs> yeah, just. Thanks, yeah. Doug. Matt's like, what? Oh. No, I'm like, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. Bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> so then Charlie pulls out his cross, and it actually works. It forces Jerry to retreat because he has the faith. But out of nowhere, Billy steps in, and, and my favorite thing that happens in <laughs> horror and sci-fi movies <laughs> He backhands Charlie <laughs> off of the banister, yeah. Yeah. and he falls 12 feet and is knocked out. Now, how come in movies, sci-fi, horror, whatever, yeah. the backhand is always the ultimate? It's a power play, like something about how dismissive it is. Because think of, to quote 
king of the hill. Don't do that Frenchman's wave yeah. with me yeah. when you're <laughs> when you're dismissing something. That's awesome. I but, think it's like that. Like you're, it's so dismissive and powerful that a backhand you know. is not even going to knock you off your feet, let well, alone yeah. send you flying. It's like in Mortal Kombat guys, uppercut. I do have a story about a backhand. So we used to go to a, a bar. I mean, unless Matt backhanded me, I mean, I would probably fly through the wall. <laughs> and Matt, you were here Jerry, for this story. Jerry Dandridge is no Matt. We're at a bar, and the bar has one of those punching bag machines. And me and my one buddy always punch the punching bag machine. And I, I was joking. I said, I can backhand this bag harder than you can punch it. I said that to my friend. And so I backhand it, and I somehow perfectly, you remember this, hit the bag and got like a 1,200 score or something, like higher than we've ever gotten with a backhand. <laughs> and so it was always a funny joke, but yeah, so the backhand can be strong, apparently. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is totally more disrespectful. Yeah. To backhand someone because it's like you're 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 showing your power over them. You're badgering them. Billy mm-hmm. probably is slightly more strong than a normal human, though. He absolutely, well, that's he is. true. Yeah. He's he's got the vampire blood, so he Thrall, backhands the shit. The hell. So that does make Charlie. a little bit of sense that he yeah. would get backhand hit that hard with yeah. a backhand. So Peter sees this and he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm out, <laughs> and he runs. He's scared, and what I don't understand is when he runs, why does he go right to charlie's mom's house is that the to rally the troops and to tell his mom and how the hell does he know where charlie lives i mean well, besides i mean i know it's next door yeah. but how does he know that unless he can't go back to his house because he's getting evicted so true <laughs> and and evil ed knows where he lives i just thought it was weird he ran next door well yeah it's another nonsense the lights were on Another nonsense. Am I, I'm not missing anything. No, you're not. It's just yeah. poor writing. They probably had discussed okay. it off camera, and we just didn't see it. Fair enough. So he runs in there, and he goes to grab the phone in the living room, and he picks it up, and the the phone cord's cut, and somehow he knows where Charlie's mom's room is. So he <laughs> runs upstairs, which is weird, and he goes in the room, and like there's someone under the blanket, and there's like this red like uh, raggedy Ann yeah. wig. <laughs> Which right then, guys, so I'm weird. leaving. Like I'm yeah. like, no, yeah. that's not his mom. That's yeah. not right. I'm leaving. Yeah. So he pulls the covers down, and who's there? It's the nasty, scary-looking evil, evil Ed. He's got the cross burn in his forehead. The, the <laughs> and crazy, hair. the crazy teeth, because his mom never got him a retainer. Yeah, yeah he's uh, fully infected by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Gross. he and so he laughs, and again torments Peter, and Peter's scared shitless again. Runs out of the room. He trips and falls over a uh, an end table, yeah. which is in the, the hallway. And he falls really hard and breaks it, and he's laying there. And he, we hear this sound, and it's Ed transforming into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Now, this wolf scene is really great. He's it's, already yeah. transformed. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. No. Yeah. So this wolf walks out of the room, and it has the glowing red eyes for an instant, which we see later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he looks at it, and we get this awesome slow motion shot of a wolf running down this hallway yeah and peter's all sweaty and his makeup looks terrible and he's scared and he grabs the leg of the broken end table and as the wolf jumps up he fucking impales it through the chest out the back now that's hard to do man even with a sharp stick i mean to go all the way through a wolf yeah no yeah right through all the ribs and the vertebrae and out the top wouldn't happen. The adrenaline was pumping, I guess. Yeah. Pumping strong. Yeah. <laughs> What's really cool, though, is when he does that, the wolf goes flying over his head. <laughs> yes. This is why I'm laughing. Crashes down through a chandelier and lands. Yeah, it's awesome. Maybe he, maybe he's made of jello. He could be. 
It's 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 such a fun practical effect to see that they threw a fake wolf thing <laughs> off a balcony, threw a chandelier to the ground, and then when it's on the ground, it's like flopping around. Yeah, it's, it's got so it has the the thing impaling it, and you could tell it's a pneumatic prop, and yeah. it's like rah, 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 rah. Yeah. but it really works. It's really cool. I thought it's no, it's yeah. funny and stupid, but I appreciated the work that went into it. And you have that reverse melting wax. That Oh, we, yeah, we get to that when he <laughs> yeah. crawls away. Yeah, evil, evil dead established yep. first, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so he crawls away, like he's limping away into like underneath the stairs, and Peter runs down, and that's where we see that he's transforming back into a human painfully, and we get the really reverse cool. melted effect. Yeah. We get the shrinking appendage effect. And then we see a full... Or not a full, a half animatronic, half person's arm, as when he's a mix between a wolf and a human, yeah, and it's yeah. like snapping. And yeah. it's, it looks similar to an American werewolf in London. It does. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it looks. I think it looks really fun. It's really cool. And you know, Peter actually has empathy for Ed. Yeah, and he, he feels bad. It's, it's like if it, it's like if <laughs> Matt was there, Matt would Matt would shed a tear too. Would you not? You just kill the kid, and he's turning. And he's no, well, yeah, but I sure as hell wouldn't be reaching out like, oh, oh I want to hold, hold your hand. hand. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't give a fuck. Cause no, I would walk away and be like, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he I, has compassion. I would feel yeah. bad, I think. Yeah. It's not Evil Ed's fault. I would start, yeah, I'd probably start stabbing him more because he's still being gross. Yeah. And <laughs> you just, like, just. Mess with the steak that's already yeah. We're trying to drive like, it all the way How's that feel? How's that feel? I'm surprised no one did that sooner before he was a vampire because Evil Ed is annoying. <laughs> he should have been stabbed <laughs> yeah. when he was in human form. Yes. Poor Evil Ed. He's just Evil Ed is the most to tormented to character in this movie, even more so than the the head vampire. He probably has a tragic backstory. He does. That, that actor wrote, and we never got to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's probably a closeted gay kid that gets picked. He gets probably. he gets bullied yeah. for it, and he has this, this struggle, and no one likes him, so he's into his hobbies, and it's sad. Yeah. Poor Evil Ed just wants to be accepted and loved by his peers, mm-hmm. and yeah, he does. Yeah, and he never gets to and his defense mechanism is. Jerry's Fuck you, Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> His defense mechanism is humor, but yeah. he's really, you know, sad. Yeah. And yeah. Jerry's the only one that feigned any interest in his. Uh, That's true. His, his plight. His plight. Yeah. Jerry's a hero. I like. I like where we're really overanalyzing this I know. character. Yeah. <laughs> this is none of this. Evil Ed of all. I, I read a quote. Of, I felt terribly for Evil Ed because none yeah. of this was his fault. Someone asked the director about exactly what you said. They said, "Oh, was." Was he homosexual and struggling with that? And the director kind of laughed. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> because when he saw it, he's totally, you can see that. But yeah. the director's like, no, I didn't think of that. But that's awesome that it plays that yeah. way. Because it, it adds weight to the character who yeah. otherwise was supposed to just be annoying and stupid. But now we've got a backstory. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Unlike uh, Friday the 13th or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, it was intentionally written that way. But. The writer never admits it. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Oh, there's like a documentary it's about like that. It's like the gayest it? horror movie of all time. <laughs> oh, it's considered the gayest horror movie of all I, time. I haven't seen it in so long, I don't even remember. Yeah. You should watch it. Huh. Is, it more, sh- is it more gay than Top Gun? No. Well, Top Gun's not a impossible. horror movie. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I, what I'm saying is nothing's more homoerotic than Top Gun. I know. It's so and it ruined that guy's career that played the kid in... Nightmare on Elm Street. Part oh, that's two. It up. ruined his really? career. Yeah, because really? then he was like typecast because he played, he played the character in such a way, and he he screamed in such an effeminate 
way. Oh, man. And he was directed to do that. And it, and it killed did, his career? It destroyed his career. Wow. And I thought Hollywood was open to everyone. Yeah, that's Oh, a wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel di- bad. I feel we bad digress. for all of huh. those types of individuals. Hmm. So yeah. So anyways, Peter feels bad, and then he dies. And then when he dies, he fully transforms, and he's just annoying evil Ed with a stake through his chest, naked and dead on the floor. And Peter's like, well, guess I'm going to help Charlie now. Yep. Peter has confidence Moving on. that he killed him. Yeah. But he did feel bad. Yeah. Anyways, there's also, uh, the whole time, my favorite part of the whole struggle when he's transforming back from a wolf to a human is when he's trying to pull out the thing that has oh, yeah. nailed him. And his hand's like, uh, uh, and it like hurts to pull yeah, on it. It actually is a very sad tragic. It's sad. It's cool, man. Yeah. So then we go back to Jerry's house, and, and Jerry is carrying Charlie into the room with a transforming, sweaty, hot Amy. And he lays him down, and he leaves a stake for Jerry because he's a total maniacal asshole. Does she still have short hair in this scene? It's, you know, it's yeah. like, a, is it still short? It gets yeah, longer, right? It does right? get yeah. longer. Yeah, it's it suddenly grows. It's weird. And then at the end, it's short again. Yep. Yeah. yeah so, mm. <laughs> long hair is evil. Yes. Cut your hair. He leaves the stake, and he essentially kind of says something to the effect, or, you know, you're going to. You're going to need this when she gets up or whatever. He uh, says. Yeah, by morning. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah, oh, by morning you'll need this. Yeah. So we see that Charlie rolls her over and sees that she's a vampire. And what does he do? He yells, no, <laughs> which was so stupid. Yeah. I'm like, come on. He knows what's up. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Jerry might be the hero of this movie. He, no, he, he gave is. Brewster a way out. Yeah. When Amy turns. And, and what happened? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. He, he really is. He yeah. gave him an option earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Just forget about this. Yeah. What's amazing is if you think about the character of Charlie, you know, what he's been working up to with his girlfriend, all of a sudden now she's this hot seductress, and he's like, well, I got to go kill a vampire. See you later. (laughs) That's two times. Two times he's not interested. He made the wrong decision twice. He's the villain in this movie. So, yeah, so I said Peter gets some confidence after killing Ed, and so he goes... He goes back to the awesome looking at this point in Jerry's house. There's fog rolling off every part of it. There's like wind blowing. It's really cool. Yeah. There's like weird neon lighting. Yeah. And he goes into the house again. And, you know, he walks in and he hears where Charlie is. And he's like, hey, Charlie, make noise so I can break this door down and they won't know. I'm like, it's a vampire. They're going to know. <laughs> and they show the vampire. So they show Jerry and Billy in the basement. And you know, you guys know that Billy's putting dirt into the yeah. coffin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you have to... Uh, it has to be soil, original soil from, from where the vampire's from. From where they turn. We learned that in Dracula. He has to sleep... I, d- I don't remember that. He has to sleep underground. Right. Which is why it's in the basement. And vampires have to have original soil mm-hmm. from where they're again from in their coffin yeah. this is why it's a pain in the ass to move as a vampire yeah. you're hauling around dirt and coffins and moving blankets what's a yeah. pain yeah i appreciated this detail yeah and, yeah. and they don't yeah. say anything it's just no. shown kind of off the off you know the yep. the frame it's like not yep. focused on so he's just doing his like, familiar work but jerry's <laughs> like here's like we have he goes it sounds like we have a visitor because he knows because yeah. he can hear he's vampire. stupid so they essentially lock Amy in the room because she's a vampire, and they're gonna. He says, "Hey, we can save her, but we have to kill Jerry by sunrise, and then she'll transform back." So they lock her in the room and they leave. And obviously, she's trying to get out of the room, and she's making a huge fuss. Unfortunately, uh, Jerry is again watching them from afar in bat form, flying around, trying. To, which is weird. Why can't he just fall and run in the house? <laughs> I mean, I like the whole 
visual of him looking yeah. mm-hmm. into the windows at them. Yeah, but it looks cool. He hasn't unlocked his m- transforming into mist ability yet. <laughs> no, I, maybe he's not there. Maybe you have to be a super old ancient vampire maybe. to do that. I don't know. So Billy uh, confronts Charlie and Peter on the steps. And, you know, Peter is a tough guy now, so he pulls out his revolver, shoots him right in the skull, just bam! Yeah. And the cool thing is, is when he rolls back down the stairs, you have a whole half a second frame of the stuntman's face. <laughs> like some dude that looks nothing like him that throws himself down the steps. Yeah. And we think that he's dead, but of course he gets up. And then freaking Peter shoots him how many times? Several. Yeah. Six times. He unloads the clip on him, doesn't he? Well, there's no clip. Well, the round, um, I guess. Yes, he empties the cylinder. He expends into him. all of All the ammunition. Hey, I got the I got to make a gun reference. Cool. There you go. Thanks, Doug. It was actually a revolver, Doug. Uh, this was um, not a, actually. It was, it was a yes, 40, sir. Forty-five uh, Colt uh, definitely, action. Definitely wasn't, double, a, double, definitely wasn't a forty-five Colt. Double action. Uh, safety was off. Obviously, the safety was off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Charlie then drives a, d- a stake deep into. Billy's chest as he's like in zombie form after being shot and walking up the stairs. Now it's really hard to drive. Yeah, a, it's a lot of power because it's not like very sharp. Yeah, you need a mallet. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. What he has sense. in all his movies. So <laughs> when he hits him in the chest, we get an awesome death scene where Billy starts melting in the green slime. Yeah, and then he like turns into like a skeleton. There's sand. There's the sand, sand comes out of his hands and like a lot of silica there, dude. The, when he's like not in full skeleton form and he's all like melty and it's awesome. It's, it's really so cool. great. Mm-hmm. It's and it's and it's it's, cool. it's like forty five seconds. Yeah. yeah, and then his bones like explode and his steaming <laughs> skull like like rolls oh, across. And the it's floor. an angry skull. Did you notice that? <laughs> it's yeah. an angry eyes. skull. The eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is your pouty. Yeah. His skull has an expression. <laughs> I'm dead, man. <laughs> when you make a mad face, your skull does. That's what makes it, right? Yeah, apparently the it's bones muscles. move. <laughs> the bones move. Pretty funny. It's science. Yes. So he yeah. He was pissed when he Cartoon died. Cartoon science. <laughs> you can tell this by his mad skull. <laughs> oh, God. So then we have Jerry comes in and... He's pissed, right? He's really mad that his buddy got killed, and uh, he turns into a demon bat and attacks Peter and Charlie. Now, the bat first he flies around. We don't it's see huge. it. It's yeah. huge, yeah, and it's, it's a demon way. bat. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's like has like a dog mouth, <laughs> and so it's funny. Peter's on his back, and he picks up the femur of of Billy <laughs> and puts it in his. <laughs> he puts it in his mouth, and it's chomping at him. And then Charlie grabs at the bat, and the bat bites his arm. And when they were making the scene, I, I don't remember if it was if it was Peter or Charlie. They actually hit the bat with the bone on accident. I think it was Peter. Hmm. And smashed the prop so bad, <laughs> it took three days to glue it back together oh, to fix damn. it to oh, finish shit, the scene. Really, yeah, it it effed up the whole oh, uh, wow. production schedule and everything, oh, which God. I thought was Way hilarious. To go, yeah. Roddy, whoops. <laughs> so, anyways, when and, and right before he turned into a bat, the reason he turns into a bat is because the sun's coming out, mm-hmm. and so he gets pissed and light hits him, so it flies away all. Yeah. Well, he attacks him, and then when they get the bat off of him, White hits the bat again, and he flies smokingly into the basement. And he, it's a really actually great special effect because it knocks down something in the hallway. Yeah. And it's not yeah. CGI. It looks no. really good, though. It's more, more detail. 
It's a puppet. Yeah. yeah. So Peter and Charlie are ultra confident now, right? And so they follow uh, Bat Jerry into the basement. <laughs> and when they're in the basement looking around, and by the way, this basement is full of all kinds of shit. There's like a, a like suit the, of armor and old shit. It's like the shit. Home Alone basement. <laughs> it is, dude. <laughs> Huge, scary, and full of shit. So we hear they hear this noise right away, and, Char- and obviously, of course, Charlie and Peter split up because Peter's going to go look for the coffin, and Charlie's just like, I'm just going to look around. And we hear a noise, and it's Amy, and she's you know walking down the steps, and she's in, in super hot mode, and she kind of gets close to... Charlie and Charlie's like, nah. So he pulls out the, he has already has a crucifix, but he shines it on her. She's like, ah! <laughs> and she turns her head and she's like, why? You said you'd protect me. And he lowers the, the cross because he feels bad. And then all of a sudden she moves her hands from her face mm-hmm. and she's got super awesome, grotesque she's face mode. Big mouth. Big, yeah. scary, fanged mouth. And she mm-hmm. turns around and, ah! Yeah. He's scary, Amy. It's awesome. She yeah. lunges at Charlie and tries to kill him. At, right at the same instant this is happening, we've got Peter trying to open. In Jerry's coffin where he goes oh he locked it from the inside oh, yeah. which I've never heard before <laughs> and he finally gets uh what does he hit it with he's got like a hammer and something and he like chisels it open yeah, he's got some kind of implement that he yeah. hammers and it yeah. knocks he, the locks off right forces the the coffin open and obviously in laying in the coffin is is, is grotesque needing blood tired as hell Jerry, right? He's, he's all been through a lot. He has been through a lot. <laughs> all he wants to do is suck blood and be left alone. <laughs> and this meddling Brewster comes along. That's true. And fucks his Brewster. shit up. So a- as there's the fight scene between Amy and Charlie, we also have a, a stupid fight scene between Peter and Jerry because Jerry wakes up, mm-hmm. and so Peter's like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta put a stake in his heart." Peter's not good at this, and he stakes him <laughs> through the shoulder. <laughs> And so there's that cool sequence when, when Jerry raises up out of the coffin. He's just mad. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> he raises up like a, like ah. a board. Like out of the exorcist or something. <laughs> and he's you, pissed, right? You woken me from my slumber. I'm going to have to go back to sleep. You don't know how long it takes me to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm having the worst day ever. Was Peter actually holding it the right way this time, though? Yeah, he was. <laughs> this That's time. Good. So he raises up. And he takes, he pulls it out of his shoulder because he's super strong, and he goes to throw it. Well, the dumbass throws it and breaks the window that was painted earlier in the movie, and a beam of light blasts out and almost hits Amy. And she's like, ah! So then everyone gets the bright idea, let's just break out all the damn windows. And they do. And what happens to Jerry? He He dies. He he melts into the Ghostbusters the prop Ghostbusters from the library scene, which yep. is really cool that they reused that prop. Yeah, because you can recognize it if you know. When I first saw it, I didn't really recognize it. No. Um, yeah. really really cool that they used that puppet. Mm-hmm. And so he he kind of explodes in the green fire and melts and turns into a skeleton and then essentially vanishes to nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gone. So is this before sunset, if the sun killed him? That's what I'm saying. It was like it was after sunrise. Sunrise. Sunrise, yeah. Sorry. Weird. Hmm. Because he dies, though, Amy is back to normal Amy, except she's wearing the dress and, you know. Her hair's short again. Yeah, Charlie's like, man, we got to get you home. (laughs) So in uh, vampire lore, if you were to kill a vampire, all the other ones that he turned would die right i don't know i think that's how it is I'm and that's why he said we have to do it before sunrise otherwise she's stuck as a vampire 
forever. Mm-hmm. And after that, if you would kill the vampire, she would die. Yeah, well, and oh. that another parallel to Dracula because that's how they need to rescue Mina, I think, because Dracula turns her, and to get her back to normal, they have to kill Dracula within as the, as X amount head. of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd be stuck yeah. forever. Yep. And then if he was killed, she'd die. Yeah. Mm. So then we cut to the you know the same shot as the very opening of the film, a cool camera angle coming past the the house for sale and going up essentially to Charlie's room. And Charlie's up there. Does he close the deal finally? <laughs> we, uh, I, he 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 does. I think he does uh, eventually. Yeah. But he's he's making out with Amy in the bed, and he's got the horror. He's got Fright Night on, and actually his his good buddy now Peter gives him a shout out. He's yeah. like, "Right, Charlie." And, <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. I hope you're closing the deal. Yep. And then there's this whole thing with these space aliens, and he gets up to turn the TV off because he's ready to close the deal with Amy. And as he's turned around to walk back towards her, he because he's a dumbass, he looks out the window and looks at the window across the way again and he sees glowing eyes for a second oh yeah and he stops and he's like should i investigate or should i finally get with amy (laughs) and finally he realizes i'm gonna get with amy i should leave well enough alone (laughs) yes and he jumps in bed with amy and they're making out and why he while he does this the the camera our point of view kind of pans out the window and we see the glowing eyes again they light up and what do we hear we hear fucking evil ed's scary laugh and what does he say doug Josh, you're so cool, Brewster. You're so cool, Brewster. (laughs) (laughs) Finn, movie's over. So do they not cancel Fright Night? Yeah, what the? I guess no. Brought back. It got brought back because Peter had that newfound confidence. Yeah, and they heard that they killed a real vampire. (laughs) Yeah, how could you turn that down? That's true. He's legit now. This guy really is a vampire killer. Mm. So, you know, I I think for an '80s movie this is really high up there as far as is what you expect to see in an 80s film yeah um all it checks all the boxes as far as um a, a good level of self-awareness there's funny moments it has great practical effects lots of gore um it has nudity that's yeah. a big 80s thing yeah. iced nips it, it does it does it w- that was totally not necessary but the director's like damn it this is an 80s horror movie yep. there's gonna be full frontal well not full frontal topless scenes in this yes i'm um, actually in the scene um in the movie where um amy's character is is you know her dress gets taken off before she gets bit mm-hmm. she was really nervous she didn't want to be naked in front of everyone so she put duct tape on her boobs and I'm like couldn't they find something better Ouch. than duct tape yeah. Yeah. like give the girl like something Jesus. like come on yeah yeah. technology that's, wasn't good yeah I was just like that's not cool at all first of all is that she's that uncomfortable and there's like they didn't have a closed set apparently because everyone's in there yeah. and they're like oh here's some duct tape I hope you feel comfortable <laughs> I think there Gaff were more tape. people Anybody on set th- that day <laughs> yeah seriously right so anyways I, I really like this movie I think it's fun it's you picked well, it right I did. Uh, it's well crafted with lots of, of details. And again, guys, I'm a huge dork for details. So yes. uh, the, the makeup, prosthetic, all that stuff is, is really cool. The setting's great. Um, there's a lot of familiar stuff in it. And it builds on this vampire lore. I like that every vampire movie kind of takes from these vampire rules, I'll call them, and, and adds to to it to make the movie work. Um, you know, vampires are, in me are no way scary at all. i you know, if a vampire bites you so what you become a vampire. I guess that sucks, but whatever. <laughs> so, but I liked what they the elements they added with their powers and controlling people and all that stuff. So, anyways, I think this movie's awesome. I give it a solid two thumbs up for '80s 
kick-ass awesomeness. Doug. Yeah, I uh, I quite enjoy this movie. I've watched it a couple times in the last year or so, and, and I enjoyed it both times. I enjoy all the things you talked about. The gore is awesome. The attention to detail I noticed even more so this time around and really enjoyed and appreciated. Um, I think I said earlier that uh, it doesn't really drag in any parts, but mm-hmm. in hindsight, I think it does in a couple places. I remember when I in my rewatch of this just a couple nights ago, I remember that I was checking my phone in a couple spots. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's uh, bad sign. So, yeah. So there was a couple parts where there's where there are some lulls and it drags just a little bit. But otherwise, I really enjoy the movie. I think it's, I think it's top tier '80s Absolutely. horror movie, uh, and I I would give it like three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. Quite enjoyable. Josh, yeah, this is this falls under the that category that I really love that the Burbs is in. Oh, yeah. um, it's where the it's it's set in the suburbs and the the every kid. It's usually a little kid. Or, or something like that knows that there's bad shit going on and no one believes him. Right. He has to band together. Squad ish. Yeah. Monster the, squad. The boy who cried wolf. Right? Yes. And, um, and I love those movies. I don't know that like, I remember this one, I think it was on like Disney channel back in the day called step monster. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember. That. It was, it was great, but and I don't know. I'm, I'm always drawn to those. I think lost boys kind of hits on that a little bit. But this one definitely inspired that. But maybe a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little sexier. <laughs> um, I hate Brewster. He's not a good hero character, in my opinion. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's kind of a coward the whole movie. Yeah, and he just shits on everyone else's life. I don't know. He, he brought just, everyone into it. Yeah. And Couldn't mind his own business. But he's, but he's not noble in any way. He's just He just needs to be proven right, I guess. So, Jerry... I'm rooting for you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I enjoy it. I, I love these old 80s cheesy movies. And this one, it's considered a horror comedy, but I think it's a horror first and leans into some some silliness yeah. rather than trying to be a comedy. Because I think if it was trying to be a comedy, it would have been one of those bad on purpose. For yeah, sure. For and I don't think it's intentionally and funny, I, funny in all places. I think it ends up, being funny o- over all of these years yeah some of the stuff kind of just now is like uh that's kind of silly yeah i i mean <laughs> yeah. i think they were winking a lot while making it not necessarily jokey but more just nods and winks it, to it, the it audience. seems like they were having so much fun probably mm-hmm. making it yeah oh yeah I'm sure. i mean i think that's where some of that stuff comes from yeah. everyone's like oh this is hilarious you know mm-hmm. so what but, do you uh, what, what do you give it i give it a not poo not poo <laughs> Matt, what do you think? Um, uh, the, the the effects were well done. The storyline, I think, was average at best. I mean, it's a, it's a vampire, and it, vampires are uh, superior heightened awareness, intelligence, all that jazz. Yet he can't conceal the fact that he's a vampire from his stupid ass high school neighbor. <laughs> I, why, why would he just he's leave slipping the, the, in his old yeah, age? Leave the window <laughs> in his forty or the shades up, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. He's slipping. <laughs> he's slipping. I, Once you get past a thousand, <laughs> you make mistakes. <laughs> to your point, I don't really think this movie offers really anything new. You know, yeah. anything that we no. hadn't seen doesn't it doesn't diminish the enjoyment for me though. No, no. I mean, it. I, I will. Yeah, it was entertaining. So I struggled with it because um, I'm not a huge fan. But at the same time, was it well done? 
Yeah. Sure. And I you mean, were relieved it wasn't scary, right? It wasn't sc- <laughs> It wasn't nearly what I thought it was what, or was going to be. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, the relief I felt when I realized that Jerry was uh, more of a comedian than a scary vampire, <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. What's the deal with Brewster? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I'll bite you in the neck. I didn't gush enough, but I want to gush about the VHS cover of this. Oh, yeah. A yes. classic. With the clouds classic. above yeah, the house. Yeah, With that scary, scary, gaping face. Yeah, yep. it's, it's Amy's face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's not evil what the mouth. movie is. Like, I, I don't know. It, yeah. uh, anyway, um, yeah. It's I'll, definitely more scary than the movie. That picture is <laughs> yeah, more scary yeah. than the movie. First time I ever saw this movie, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I give it uh, three drops of holy water out of five. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're all wearing graphic tees. Good job, guys. Oh, yeah. I got. I, I really got, like yours. Got Return of the Jedi is what I'm wearing. We got a Queens of the yeah. Stone Age on yeah. Doug. Yep. I can't see. Oh, Josh. It's Leatherface doing a disco dance. Leatherface <laughs> oh, disco. Shit, that's hilarious. Matt, what are you wearing over here, guy? Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt from, uh, from Seattle. Prost. It's a bar. Bar nice. T-shirt. I like it. Yeah, to drink a lot of beer to get this shirt. <laughs> Good job, man. If anybody's going to. Prost. Did you, did you have to drink like like 20, 20 ounces or something? Um, I think it was 24 liters of beer. Well, that's... Ooh, that's they, have a, the, they have one liter mugs. Wow. And well they, done, sir. They have, <laughs> did well did they a, ask for a volunteer and you're like, I guess I'll follow No, no, they have sword. cards. They have punch cards. Good work. Get a liter, so uh, yeah, once you drink that many beers, not in one sitting, but no. when you buy that many yeah, beers, you, you get a shirt. Should. No. <laughs> uh, after two cards, you get a t-shirt. I think after five, four or five, you get a plaque. Cool. And then ten, you get a bar stool. And then there are other things. But wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever work up to bar stool status? <laughs> no. <laughs> he doesn't live there, or else he would have been there already. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I figured in, you could do that in a weekend. In a well, how long was I there? I was there a month. Yeah, and I got, oh, and he, he got a T-shirt get, in a month. He didn't get bar stool status in a <laughs> Come month. Come on, Matt. He went to other bars though. That was just the pre-bar. <laughs> Anyways, from the Horrify podcast, I think we generally really like Fright Night. Yeah, Matt was a little, you know, a little iffy, but hey. Anyways, from the Horrify podcast, <laughs> until next time. Damn it, Brewster.